Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. All right, here we go. Good morning, good morning, and a pleasant good Tuesday morning. Tuesday of Thanksgiving week and so much to be thankful for. We're thankful you're here. We welcome you to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. I'm Tom Brenneman. We come your way Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. 12 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on YouTube. Just go to the Chatterbox Sports page. We also broadcast live on Twitter, now X. Big, huge lawsuit against Media Matters in the news this morning. Um, and again, what is the uh, Twitter address? The, the Twitter address is at Seabox Sports. At Seabox Sports. Or if you'd rather join us in podcast form, by all means, just search off the bench with Tom Brenneman and you're dialed in. Now, look, be honest. If you watched the Kansas City-Philadelphia game last night, I actually stayed up and watched it to the very end. Did you find yourself saying, man, the Bengals could beat this Chiefs team? Casey, did you find yourself saying that? I did. Yeah. With Joe Burrow, of course. And, uh, you know, look, even if the Bengals make the playoffs, we learned yesterday, Zach Taylor told us, that Joe will not make it back in time from wrist surgery, which he hasn't had yet to play in the postseason. If they're going to get there, they'll have to do so with Jake Browning at quarterback. That journey, of course, begins on Sunday against the Steelers at home. This morning, breaking news, Mike Tomlin, Steelers head coach, announced the firing of offensive coordinator Matt Canada. He's held the job since 2021. Pittsburgh has been outgained in every single game it's played this season. And the Steelers rank 28th in points per game, 28th in yards per game, and 31st in passing yards per game. We'll get to some of those numbers in a moment. Canada loses his job, yet the Steelers are averaging three points less per game than the Bengals. Back to Kansas City, though, just for a minute, if you don't mind. There is no doubt that they have a big league defense. It's the best they've had in the Patrick Mahomes era. But the offense, it just doesn't look right. Something is off with their offense. Did you see the graphic they put up last night in the fourth quarter? The Chiefs are averaging six points per game in the second half of their games this season. Six points in the second half. Dead last in the NFL. And in that rematch of the Super Bowl last night, the Chiefs were shut out entirely in the second half. Now, granted, their receivers dropped some balls, some game-changing passes. Heck, they could have won the game. You could say should have won the game. But it's just not the same offense. From 20 to 20, they look great. That's where they're getting all their yards, and they're in the top five, six, seven in the league. But once they get inside that red zone, this year has been a struggle. Kelsey with a huge fumble last night, late in that game. Stripped by Bradley Roby, Buckeye. Philly rallied with a pair of touchdowns in the second half, despite Jalen Hurts being sacked five times, 21-17 the final. For Eagles center Jason Kelsey, it was his first win against his old coach Andy Reid and his younger brother Travis. Philly 9-1 on the year, Chiefs at 7-3. Baltimore now is currently the number one seed in the AFC. And we'll play the Chargers in L.A. this Sunday. Elsewhere in the north, the Brownies travel to the Mile High City to face the suddenly resurgent Denver Broncos. You got to root for Cleveland in that one. 
Anybody that's right there with the Bengals, you got to root against them. And Cleveland's two ahead of the Bengals. That's D-U-N done. College football this weekend. Everybody is talking about, I mean to tell you, everybody talking about coast to coast. The showdown this weekend in Ann Arbor. Number two, Ohio State tries to end a two-game losing skid against the Wolverines. Did you see the clip with Jim Harbaugh yesterday? (laughs) I tell you, like him or don't like him, man. The dude's a piece of work. He was asked if he respects Ryan Day and the Ohio State University football coaching staff. Here's what he had to say. Check this out. Oh. (laughs) Boy, here we were rolling right along. (laughs) This is like Sean Miller not being able to hit the right button and and get on the show. But we're trying our best. What's that? We're trying our best. That's all. Isn't it? Isn't that? We is that a French word for yes? We. We. Yeah. We. 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 Fire up the old X machine there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, run it, run it, run it, run it. Let's not run it. Please run it. No. (laughs) Run it, Casey. Casey, don't run that. Run it, Casey. That's not it. Oh my God. Send it back to Tom. Tom. Get us back on track. No, 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 no. We're going to sit right here as Casey turns every shade of pink, red, and uh, Casey. blue. Oh, let me find it, Casey. The people that watch this show should have seen what you just pulled up. I feel like that you should have ran that clip. Don't Nobody say a word. We're going to figure it out. This is the last day before Thanksgiving break. Everybody, hold on. Here we go. Casey, I'm sending it to you. This is a big league operation. <laughs> All right. All right. Re- Tom, we'll start from the beginning. Reread that whole little thing. Did there. you see the clip from Jim Harbaugh yesterday? <laughs> Whether you like him or don't like him, it's irrelevant. But it is vintage Harbaugh. He was asked the question if he respects Ryan Day and the Ohio State football coaching staff. Here you have it. All of respect between the coaches. Respect level for Ryan Day and, and their staff. Um, it's uh, it's all about our preparation for Ohio. Um, you know that's where our focus is, preparing ourselves and planning, gonna practice and then execute. So uh, I mean. Anything else is irrelevant, um, you know, when you get into this kind of this kind of big game week. Harbaugh. How about that? He answered the question directly. Harbaugh. I answered that question. Kickoff is set for noon on Saturday. That game will be on Fox. Did you hear about the Michigan fans now about college game day and this whole thing? Did you hear no. this? Okay. So college game day is coming to Ann Arbor on Saturday. Fox Big Noon kickoff, the pregame show, will be in Ann Arbor as well. Okay. Right? Okay. Fox has the game on TV, but Herbie and all the boys are going to be there from Espen, right? Mm-hmm. The Michigan fan base is boycotting the college game day show <laughs> because they feel like they have said a lot of really bad things about Michigan. I'm sure they Fine have. Fine Bomb, Stephen A. Smith, on and on. 
and they're telling everybody to go show up where Urban Meyer is. <laughs> I like that. I mean to tell you, these guys continue to fall off every slippery slope there is imaginable through this whole thing. It's that's a, embarrassing. It's a good troll, though. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Uh, Ryan Day, by the way, in his press conference yesterday, said the Mighty Buckeyes will have all the bullets available on offense, everybody healthy, for the first time since the second game of the year. The college football playoff rankings will be released tonight. you got to believe Washington will leapfrog Florida State for that number four spot after the Seminoles lost their starting quarterback, Jordan Travis, for the season. College Hoops, UC got some great news yesterday, Elliot. Your guys. Yes, they did. Great news. As uh, they learned from the NCAA that seven-foot center Aziz Badago was granted a mental health waiver and thus is eligible to play starting tomorrow night when Georgia Tech comes to town. The Cats are hoping for similar news on their appeal to the NCAA on 6'11", two-time transfer, Jameel Reynolds. On the hardwood last night, number 16, Kentucky, we've got the wheels in motion for Cal. Cal. That's going to be a big time. Going to hear from his guy here soon. We asked the question, could we get Cal on this show? We don't know. But it is in the works. Could you imagine how big league that would be of Cal to come on our show? That'd be big time. I mean, big time. Just big like time. Wes Miller, Darren Horn, mm-hmm. Coach Martin up there at Miami. Oh, yeah. Big league. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. World Series champ. Right. Oh, was that like two weeks after he won the World Series? Two right? weeks after he won the World Series. Yeah. yeah. Just Ryan like, Billick, Super Bowl winning head yeah. coach, right? It just seems like the best of the best come on this show. They do. Kentucky won a shootout in overtime last night over St. Joseph's, 96-88. Indiana beat Louisville, 74-66. Louisville's playing a little bit better. They gave uh, Texas a run the other night. Got beat by one, lose to IU last night. Number two, Purdue just leveled number 11, Gonzaga. Zach Eady with 25 points in a 73-63 win. And speaking of getting hammered, Wisconsin obliterated Virginia last night, 65-41. And the best game of the night. Now, we know Big League Paul stayed up to watch this game. I, I stayed up. Anybody else, did you stay up and watch it? I was, well, I was editing that golf video last night, and I'm like, all right, let's put, some, let's put a little action on UCLA and the Mick Cronins. The fighting Mick Cronins. The fighting Mick Cronins. They were a dog by how many? Five and a half, I think, or four and a half, maybe was so the So that means line. it wasn't a rough night for the zebras. Well, well, I didn't get that line. I got in at <laughs> halftime. Uh, the I got I got him live money line. Oh my god! <laughs> you have got to be kidding me! <laughs> I needed them to win the ball game, and unfortunately, they did not. Well, the fighting McCronins lost to number four Marquette, seventy-one to sixty. I can't believe you had the line. And in baseball, hey, look, the Cardinals aren't wasting any time backing up an offseason promise that they were going to be major players in the free agent market, especially pitching. Now, look, is it the biggest deal in the world? No, but it's a good start. They bring back right-hander Lance Lynn on a one-year $10 million deal. That seems like a pretty doggone good deal for Lance Lynn, doesn't it, Trace? $10 million bucks, one year? No doubt. I, I like the idea of having one-year deals. I think the Reds should consider doing stuff like that. Well, the question is, are they? I want to. I believe that they will. Yes, have faith. I think that's the word to use. Faith. Okay. All right. Uh, Marty Brenneman is going to uh, stop by. Is he ready to roll? He's ready. He's ready to roll. He's got the hoodie working today. He's wearing the scarlet and gray of the mighty Buckeyes. That's what he got. He has on today. 
you know, you know my old line when there are problems, uh, what do you do for an encore? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this, this should be the encore segment of your program today. I mean, I'm sitting here waiting with bated breath to hear what Jim Harbaugh had to say about Ryan Day. And not only did it take 37 minutes to get the damn thing up, but when it got up, if I couldn't read, I wouldn't have any idea what the hell he said. I thought I was going to get audio as well as video. And I don't mind. Are you kidding? You want to talk to Casey about that? That's his responsibility in this in this office. Casey, you have and you know, I watch, I watch. This is opening dialogue. I'm I'm turning the page now because that was an absolute disaster. I'm turning the page. And I have a question that I have to ask based on some of the one of the things you said today when you went over the Joe Burrow thing and talked about his wrist and and um, and how Zach Taylor said it's a virtual certainty. I'm paraphrasing now. And if I'm wrong, correct me that he would be available to play if they were unlikely though it might be, I add that, uh, to make the postseason. If that was ever a question, why in the hell have they waited this long to operate on the kid? Yep. I, I don't well, I don't get what these people do sometimes. Well, I mean I, if that I, would I'm with you. This happens all the time though in sports, Dad. It happens all the time. It happens all the time it. with them. It happens all the time with them. Don't say it in sports. Are you kidding? They yeah. should have cut on that kid the first time they knew, well, he's not going to be right ever again unless he has surgery. Do it right now because maybe, maybe we have a shot if we get to the postseason and we can figure out a way to string some wins together that we would get him back. You know? Are you saying we as in French word for yes or we as no, in I'm, like you're a Bengals guy? No, I'm, I'm quoting Mike Brown or I'm quoting Zach Taylor. We might be able to get him back. But we got to do the surgery right now. Or we might be able to get him back. We'll wait a while. You know, we'll wait a while to cut on it. Give me a break. What's up? Well, you know, why are you, since you're on the Bengals right now, I mean, look, I've been trying to console the guys around here. I still think this team has a chance to make the playoffs with Jake Browning. I really do. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Open and what? shut, big boy. Open why, and shut. Why in the world would you say that? You haven't seen well, the guy and, play. I haven't seen him play. No, I, I have no idea. But I think I look at the head-to-head. Trace brought up yesterday. They're going to play the Cleveland Browns, and that's with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. They're going to play the Steelers twice with Kenny Pickett. They're going to play the Colts with Garner Minshew. They're going to play the Minnesota Vikings with Joshua Dobbs. Why can't Jake Browning be as good as those guys? I'm going to go back to what you said when you started to make this appeal for Jake Browning. Let me make two points. One, nobody's pulling for this kid to have a, a great career and th- with this opportunity than I am. I read the long piece by Paul Daner today on The Athletic about Jake Browning, and I'm pulling like the devil for him. You said the key phrase, the first 10 seconds of your rebuttal to me relative to the quarterbacks that he's going to be facing down the line. Here's your quote. I haven't seen him play. You haven't seen him play. Damn right we haven't seen him play because he's never played. That's my point. All right, but I'm still saying even if we haven't seen him play, we have seen those other guys play enough. Certainly Pickett, certainly Dobbs, certainly Minshew, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson we haven't seen much. 
But, I mean, Agreed. you know. But the problem's the defense. I mean, the offense has had its struggles all year long, but for the first time ever, they don't have a very good defense. And that in and of itself could be the issue. Although he said it a minute yeah. ago, the Chiefs don't look like anything to write home about. I'll tell you that. They had a bad night last night. Are you going to tell me you go bet against them now because they got shut out in the second I half and they think, allowed I Philadelphia think, to come I back think, and win? I think Baltimore would beat the snot out of Kansas City. No way. Okay. That's just my opinion. No we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Late. Uh, Lance Lynn. I mean, why not the Reds on a one-year $10 million deal? Why not? Lance Lynn, he doesn't do anything for me. I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about that at all. I, I, when I saw that, I said, good. If that's the extent that, that they're going to go to improve their pitching staff, that's fine with me. I have no problem at all with Lance Lynn. God bless him. He's had a great career. But I expected something of the nature of a Aaron Nola or Sonny Gray or somebody like that that would really put the fear of God in me, and Lance Lynn ain't it. Turn the okay. page. Next question. Okay, well, but you've been talking all along about wanting to have a veteran guy. It's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, okay? That's He's right. He's considered to be a good guy in the clubhouse, and he pitched oh, actually yeah. pretty doggone well for the Dodgers once he was made in that deal. He wasn't so good with the White Sox most of the year. Went to the Dodgers, threw the ball pretty well. ERA right around three and a half. I mean, it doesn't. So what are you going to get? The, what doesn't he fit the bill of what you wanted to do? One year deal. Yeah, but I think guy. I think I think they can do better than that. I really do. Okay. I really do. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Lance Lynn. That's the difference between winning or losing the National League Central Division. Uh, Reds are in pretty good shape right now, even though they haven't done anything. But when are they going to start doing something? When is that going it's to the, happen? It, oh, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm worried. There's a lot of guys out there. I'm not worried about when they do something. I think they will do something. I think they have to do something. And I've often said. Um, based on something that somebody said to me a week ago, you know, the hungry dog always runs faster. <laughs> there you go. Elliot? There you go. It's true, Marty. The, the, the hungry dog always does <laughs> run faster. That's, what I, that's at least what I've learned. Uh, yeah, I know you have. Marty, I've got another saying for you. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's YOLO. You ever, heard the, you ever heard the phrase YOLO? Never. It means you only live once, Marty. So if I'm the Reds right now, I'm looking at this team, and I'm saying, all right, we got to go spend some money because, Marty, you only live once. you got to get it right now while, this, while the oven's hot. I, I, that's an indisputable statement you just made. I can't argue Thank with you. that. How about that? You're, you're very welcome. That damn dog is chomping at the bit to hit the road, though, boy. I'm telling you. <laughs> If Elliot would have said that when you were still broadcasting games, you, you alluded to it briefly last week. But would that have made the air in the broadcast the following night? Just as sure as we're sitting here talking. It would have been on the air as fast as I could get it. Maybe in the first inning, as fast as I could get it out of my mouth. It's a real shame I never got to work with Marty because I, during my time at 700 WLW, I did I did run Reds games. You ran a board, so, so I ran the board. Right, I got, I got to. Work. Did he ever say your name on the air? Uh, no, I never got him. I never got Marty. I, I was after Marty, so I had Tommy oh, okay, and I had okay, the Cowboy. Okay, okay. Uh, but I would have I would have certainly loved to do it because I, I would have I would have I would have played the bumper music really loud in his ear. I would have got on his nerves. I would I would have made that a real fun broadcast for him. You'd only done it once. 
Well, it would have been entertaining. Uh, yeah, it would have been. No question. Do you guys have – we'll start with you, Elliot. Do you have yeah. anything serious to ask the Hall of Famer? Anything serious? No. Or not so serious. No, I have nothing serious. I Listen, Marty, do you have any good – and this is the – this is everybody knows Thanksgiving. Uh, it's the best holiday, right? Uh, you go with your family, eat a bunch of food. It's, it's the American dream. Do you have any funny stories of Tom over the years at Thanksgiving? Any, any, any silly things that Tom has done at the, at the table? None. N-U-N, none? <laughs> You just show up None. and you just do nothing. You talk about Ohio State and then everybody gets bored and they leave you, you Tom. That's what happens? You show up, you eat, you fall asleep. No. That's it. Yep. I, the Brenneman Thanksgiving has got to be a top 10 Thanksgiving dinner in, in well, the country. we are going – we go uh, – It's going to be big this one. It's yep. going to be big this oh, year no. because it be the first time in many years that I'm actually going to be with Marty for Thanksgiving. Oh. Um, we have a good friend, Dean Panos, uh, lives out in the Chicago suburbs. Um, who is Greek, P-A-N-O-S, uh, and he has about, I don't know, anywhere from 50 to 70 Greek friends and relatives really? and everything, right? And the only four non-Greek people that are there every year uh, would be Polly, Ella, Luke, and me. Well, this year, my sister who lives in Chicago with her husband, their two boys and, son and daughter, who's in the Naval Academy coming home, and my dad and Amanda are joining in on all the Greek fun. How about that? Yes. Yep. Looking forward to it, too. It's going to be a blast. It is. It's going to be big league. It's going to be big time. But the only thing is, is, you know, Amanda's got to watch. Marty's cut off at two drinks. And this is not <laughs> the kind of party that you're cut off at two drinks. Yeah. Because when the Greeks get it rolling, mm -hmm. they're the most fun people in the world to be around. Right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, getting cut off at two <laughs> It's, it's, but do you're, they, do you're they, really stymieing your night. <laughs> do they drink only wine or do they have? Oh, no, they got everything. Gin? They got everything. Oh, they do. Okay. They got okay. everything. They got everything. You know what? You know what? I'm shocked you haven't talked about today. What's Brandon that? Phillips. What's the that? Hall of Fame ballot came out we yesterday. Are, we, are going to, we are going to get to that. I, just, that you have not I am going to get to that. Trace, go ahead, please. Trace, yeah, that Fowler. was actually that was actually my question, Marty. Uh, the the Hall of Fame ballot came out. Brandon Phillips is 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 on there. I don't know if anyone expects him to perhaps no. make the Hall of Fame, obviously, but it, it's just a nice honor. Anything that uh, sticks out during Brandon Phillips' career, whether it's when he first came over or whether it was towards the the end, that sticks out and uh, sparks a good memory of Brandon Phillips. I don't know the particular memory but i think that next to joe morgan he's without a doubt the finest all-around second baseman this club ever had um i uh he's a definite reds hall of famer the first time that his name were to come up without any question uh i i was i was a huge fan of brandon phillips because i thought there was nothing he could not do um and and so i i, I agree with you trace he's he's not going to He's no threat to make the Baseball Hall of Fame, but I think there's no doubt that he's on the ballot. And I think that uh, down the road in the not-too-distant future, he'll be putting on the red jacket, emblematic of being a member of the Reds Hall of Fame. Fair enough. And then now the last... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, the last question I had was, uh, Reds Fest is right around the corner. I assume that those are still festivities. Do they... 
This is a memory that I have, and I could be long, it could be a long-forgotten thing that they do down there. Did they get rid of the poker tournament, and weren't that, wasn't that a big, a big deal? Weren't, uh, the, the, did you f play in the poker tournament, and was that, uh, is that still a thing, or is that long gone? I don't know what, you, I can't answer the question. I don't know whether that, that's a part of Reds Fest this year, or they've eliminated it. I know they had it last year, and I, if I were to guess, I'd say it's still going to be a part of it this year, but I don't know for certain. As to did I play, I don't even know how to play poker. Mm. So uh, it would be very difficult for me to involve myself in a game that I don't know how to play. Uh, I'm very close to my money, and I don't see it sitting there and throwing it away playing a card game. So I don't know anything about that game. There you go. There I'm really go. good at poker, Marty. <clears throat> Pardon me? Really good. I, I'm really good at poker. I'm really good at it. That's really good? Yeah, I'm really good. <laughs> I'm really, I could go pro if I wanted to. That's a fact. Well, if Marty, if, we know well, I'll one tell you thing. What, Marty, if, we, if you bankroll me, I'll play in the Vegas poker tournament. I'll I'll go right now. If you got a bankroll, we me, know though. one thing for certain, Elliot. Yeah. One thing for certain, there yeah. is something you can do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, let me walk you through welcome. a couple of these guys. Right, uh, Adrian Beltre, lock, stock, and barrel—not even debatable. Right, don't even waste not your only, time. Not only that. And, and there is no question. You look at the, the first-timers, <clears throat> there has never been a bigger slam dunk than Adrian Beltre. But the bigger question is, should he be a unanimous choice joining Mariano Rivera? The answer to that question is yes. And if he's not, I'd love to know the guy that doesn't vote for him. I mean, here's a guy that uh, won five gold gloves, had 3,166 base hits, uh, it's incredible when you look at his body of work in Major League Baseball. So I'm going to be interested to see, because I know he's going to be a first-time winner, whether or not he's a unanimous choice. All right, what about Chase Utley? Another great, great player. I don't think Chase Utley has a chance in hell. Really? Nope. Okay. All right. Okay. Nope. I don't. Uh, okay. That least, right. At least not now. I mean, a lot of these guys, not. a lot of these current ballot guys that vote, you know, these writers, they're into all the analytics in that big war oh, category. I mean, during the decade of the uh, about a seven-year stretch here, only Albert Pujols was better in war than Chase Utley. Okay. Uh, Joe Mauer, no, I don't, I don't think, think. I, I don't think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Let okay. me put that Okay, way. Put okay, that let's way. put it that way. All right. Okay. Some of the guys that were um, some of the guys that 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 are kind of waiting around. Well, well, they, some of these other guys are on the ballot first time: Matt Holiday, Adrian Gonzalez, so on and so forth. But then you got right. some of the, the holdover guy, and Brandon Phillips, by the way, is is included in that. Group. Yes. Do you think yes. there's any chance this year we see a breakthrough from a quote unquote steroids guy? Alex Rodriguez is still sitting out there. I think he's got a chance. I think he's got a real chance. I, I think, and I've often felt. We're not talking, I'm changing subject now because this guy certainly was never accused of taking performance enhancing drugs. I think Billy Wagner should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, his time is running out. I think Gary Sheffield should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And uh, I think he's in his next to last eligibility. Um, I think it's a very interesting list. Uh, and it will be, it will be that much more interesting to see how the Baseball Writers Association of America flawed though that group might be, um, to vote on who goes into the Baseball Hall of Fame next summer. 
You know, uh, we did a long statistical analysis uh, not too long ago comparing the career of Joey Votto with Todd Helton. Now, look, right. it goes without saying, but just to say it, we know Helton played uh, at mile-high altitude, uh, the, the humidor, the vast majority of that. Nonetheless, mile-high altitude, but his numbers were still very good on the road, not nearly what they were at home. But, I mean, he, right. he has more hits, he has more home runs, he has more RBIs, he has a better career batting average. All of these things for Helton than Votto had. Um, Helton continues to wait and wait and wait. And with the names on there this year, um, I have a hard time believing he's going to break through. What do you think? I, I'm not inclined to think as much the way you feel. Uh, I, I think he's got a chance. I mean, 316 lifetime batting average. Played all 17 of his years uh, with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Larry Walker opened the door in terms of a, a player with the Rockies, although he didn't begin there. He started in Montreal uh, of getting in and when, when, uh, overcoming all the feeling among a lot of people that nobody that ever played for the Rockies would ever be a serious candidate for being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Larry Walker was one. Uh, Helton has played all of his years, as I said, with that team. I think I think Todd Helton's got a shot. But again, uh, I've never felt that Joey Votto was the first ballot Hall of Famer. And maybe I'm wrong now with the increased importance attached to analytics. Uh, that that may change. But I, if, if, if Joey Votto's a Hall of Famer, Todd Helton sure as heck is and vice versa. I agree 100%. All right, Elliot, before yeah. we let him run, uh, uh, Casey, you have anything for Mr. Brenneman? I do not. You do not. I do not. You're still trying to find that Jim Harbaugh I... <laughs> quote, right? So now Absolutely. I got to go back. I got to go back now and, and and find out what he said. I don't know what he said. I have no idea. Did he badmouth Ryan Day? No, no, no. It was just funny. He, you know, you, you could tell his mind was working at eight thousand miles per hour. There was silence there. He didn't say anything. He has this look in his eye, and, and, and Lord knows what the guy might be thinking. But then he went into a typical kind of Harbaugh, hey, look, you know, it's a matter of seconds and, and minutes and, and hours and days and weeks leading up to this kind of game, and, and our preparation time is so important. I mean, it had nothing to do with Ryan Day or Ohio okay. State. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now he referred to them as, as Bo Schembechler did. He just calls them Ohio. He doesn't call them Ohio State. He just calls them Ohio. Uh, let me ask you a question. Yes. What's your prediction on that game? I am going to say it is going to be uh, 27-17 Ohio State. <laughs> How about uh, the three-ring circus behind you? Which, uh, what do they feel? <laughs> well, I, Marty, I really – These are all Ohio State haters in here. So, I mean, yeah. take it for what it's worth. Go I, ahead. I don't – I don't think Ohio State's going to get up for this one. I, I, I really think that, that Michigan has tainted the rivalry to a point where there's no return. I think Jim Jim and the boys over there uh, in, in Michigan, you know, they, they cheated their way to wins against Ohio State the past couple of times. And now Ohio State's like, why should we even, why should we even play? So I bet Michigan wins 42 to nothing. And Ohio State goes home and they say, well, you know what? They're cheaters, so that's you know they cheated and they beat us. That's all that matters. We're the better team, obviously, because we don't cheat, and that's how I think it'll go, Marty. We just wasted forty-five seconds. <laughs> Trace. <laughs> no, I, I I actually think that this whole thing and adds intrigue to the game, Marty. I know that uh, basically Elliot and his bits over there they do get tired from time to time. However, I see it 
until Ohio State proves that they are the bully, I'm going to continue to believe that the big bad bully in Michigan the last two years is still going to be there. So it's Ohio State's going to have to prove it. And I don't think, again, I could be wrong. Marty, I'm not for cheating. I, I don't believe it. But I just think that that's a little bit overblown. Uh, I think it's like almost like a little bit of a sticky substance in baseball. Like Greg Maddox was a great pitcher, probably because he, you know, probably because of the fact that he was a great pitcher, not because he might have been able to use a little sticky substance from time to time. So that's my thought on the overall issue as a whole. We'll see. I, I I'm not rooting. I have no rooting interest, but I'll be uh, I'll be interested to be able to find out what happens uh, at 12 o'clock. And I think Michigan's probably gonna. I think they they awakened they awakened a little bit of a sleeping giant. Did Ohio State? Um, by what presumably seems to be, and I don't want to be speculative, but it seems to be a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, Marty, is coming out that Ohio State might be the ones that hired PI firms and all this stuff to try to get this stuff to come up. That's already and been I, debunked by the big I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying it seems that Ryan Day has a brother and some PI firms and stuff. I think it woke a sleeping giant in Michigan, and they, they're going to find out what's coming to them. Nonsense. Uh, and up in Michigan. Nonsense. I think that's what's going to happen. Mark. Casey, who are you predicting? Um, I'm predicting Michigan wins. Don't know no. by how much, though. What about you, Dad? Who are you predicting wins the game? Well, before I uh, – I'm going to do a league course. I don't have anything to put on my head. But, um, you know, I spent time down in Carolina and, and, and going to school there and, and dealing with the Duke-Carolina basketball rivalry and, and how people there proclaim to anybody that wants to hear them that they, that rivalry is the greatest rivalry in the history of, of sports, certainly in, in college athletics. And I bought into that for years and years and years. And finally, in the last two or three years, and I told these people that this last week, you can say it until you're blue in the face, but until you live with the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, you have no idea what a rivalry is. The difference is these two schools definitely, unequivocally, do not like each other. They don't like each other. Duke and Carolina, they profess they don't leading up to each of the games. One played at Cameron Indoor Stadium, one played at Dean Dome. But then in the summertime, they get together and play basketball together and go out and have dinner and drink beer, and, and they're old friends. That doesn't happen, I don't think, with Ohio State and Michigan football players. I don't believe that. Who do I pick? I think Michigan wins this football game. I hope I'm wrong because I am an Ohio State football fan. I say that unashamedly. I enjoy watching them play. I love the way they run their offense. I love the everything about the way they, they run their program, and they run it honestly. Um, but I don't think that they're as good a football team as Michigan is. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it yes, goes. Yes, sir. That's going to be a big league game. There's no doubt about it. Yes, it is. I'm fired up. Getting in a car and driving from Chicago and going to Ann Arbor. I told him I wouldn't get near that town. I don't want No to way, no how. No, I agree with that. No doubt about it. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I, I, you wanted to ask him real quick about his five side favorites for Thanksgiving. Yeah, Marty. Right? Uh, it is Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving, Marty. Uh, it's the best season in the world. It's the best <laughs> holiday in the world. Back to, back to Elliot. Uh, listen, if you had to rank your top five things you eat at, at Thanksgiving, what would they yes, be? Yes. What are they? My top five things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Top five things. <laughs> Not necessarily. Well, turkey one. Okay. I love I love dressing. Um, 
And after that, I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Well, it doesn't. you don't mashed care. Potatoes, well, if, if mashed potatoes is part of it, yes. I don't like cranberry sauce. I'm not a big fan of cranberry sauce. Um, but I would say uh, the big three would be dressing, mashed potatoes, turkey, gravy, of course, involved. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of oyster dressing, um, uh, stuffing, whatever, they, whoever, however you want to call it. So that would be it, basically. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't like gravy, but I, I respect that list. I respect that list a lot. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yes, you may. Elliot? Yeah. Did I ask you if you like gravy? <laughs> I don't remember that. No, you didn't. But I. But you know what? My brain was working there. It was working hard. It was working as hard as it could. And I. And I heard you say gravy, and I just had to. I had to. I had to throw it out to you. Because I think the, okay, Marty, well, the, the, the more we get to know each other, I think the more you know about me, the more I know about you, the more we can. Uh, we can blossom this friendship into something real special. I, I think I, there's a I, chance I, that'll I, happen. I sincerely doubt that. I would. I just want to get on a golf course with Marty. We'll play eighteen holes. We can play nine holes. Just me and Marty out of the golf course. Maybe he can take me to uh, some of the places he plays, like Augusta National or Pebble Creek. Some of the good places Marty's played, and we can just go out and have ourselves. Did a you just time. say Pebble Creek? That's an ocean Beach, next to there. Pebble. It's a beach. Yeah, did you say that? Did you say Pebble Creek? Yeah, I did. But we can play Pebble uh -huh. Creek too. We can play Pebble Creek too. <laughs> Wow. That's the one right off the highway. This guy's brain so low IQ that this man just uttered the words Augusta National Golf Club and Pebble Creek right after each other. Pebble Creek is down in Grayson, Kentucky, I think. I think it's off the highway at Colerain. <laughs> it's in Colerain, Tom. Okay, well, well, that's more realistic. Me and Marty will go play. We'll play. We'll play the real Pebble Beach in Colerain, right off the highway, <laughs> right off the interstate, <laughs> and, and we'll have ourselves a good old time. Do you? Play, I, I don't know if you, you guys play, are killing me. I don't know if you. I, I, don't, I don't know if you play skins, Marty. Whenever I golf with my grandpa and everything, uh, we we usually have some money on the line. Uh, I we usually a couple couple bucks a hole. I guess you'll you'll be in for that, right? Oh, whatever you want to do. Okay, <laughs> he All must right. have watched some of your videos. Okay, okay. All right, Dad. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanks for the time today. Uh, you guys have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, Tom, I'll see you. Um, I'll see you probably sometime tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Uh, see you tomorrow in night. Chicago. That's right. Yeah, when look forward to it. Here we come. All right. Safe Travel travels safe. up there. All right. Be well. All right, bud. We how love you. That? Thank you. Love care. you too. We'll see All right. you. All right. How about bye -bye. that, Elliot? How about that? Pebble I, how about Creek. It? Pebble Creek. I listen. When that came out of your mouth, I almost fell out of my chair. Listen, I can't. Pebble Creek. You you win some, you lose some, and and I lost some on that one. I was trying to be funny, and I lost it. I got lost inside my own bit. Once you enter the the world of my bits in my head, Tom, you get lost sometimes. I understand. So I was saying Pebble. I met Pebble Beach. I said Pebble Creek. I have played Pebble Creek. Uh, Where is Pebble Creek for it's real? In, it's in Colerain, right off. The, it's literally right off the highway. Really? You can see it from the highway. What highway? Uh, I don't know what that is. Is that Reed Hartman? I mean, not Reed Hartman. It's is right. That, you is know that, where, you know that, where that... Soccer City is? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right yeah. across from there. Yeah. That highway. The front nine, Everett says that is a par three. Is that right? The front not is he slandering that course? Is that what's happening? I don't I think know. That's what I, he's doing. Well, Pebble okay, Creek's right. got it's actually got some interesting holes. It's it's a unique. They've got course. one. It's a little Mickey Mousey. That's all right. But trick it up a little it's bit. It's got a it's got like a an island green on it, Tom. Cool. I love those. Yeah. It has an eleventh hole where you have to drive it over a bunch of trees or like. Well, over we all big... know you ain't driving over. Them. <laughs>
This you pulled just, out a five iron. We were talking about this because the video, when is the premiere? Tomorrow. tomorrow. When is the big premiere? The, 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 the premiere is tomorrow, and you're going to watch the video. There's a lot of yelling in it. Uh, it's, it's a very funny video. Saying that, it was some of the worst golf we've ever played. Uh, Sean was atrocious, and I was even more atrocious. There was, there's a hole at Houston Woods where you have to go over water. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a tee box, all water. And then it's pretty much the green. There's a little bit of a, a slope down there, but don't ruin this. Anyway, you have to try to get it over the water. It was very windy. And there was a debate between Trace and I, Trace was my caddy. Yep. And, and he was saying, use your driver, use your driver. You're not going to get over there with all this wind. And I said, no, I've done it before. I'm going to use my five iron and we're going to, and we're going to play some golf. Five iron, flying water into the wind to hundo. And it, you know, I'm not going to spoil, there's no spoilers. But I don't think uh, I don't think I brought my A game to that hole. <laughs> it's going to be a good video if he edited it relatively decently. We'll see how it goes. Thank you. But did I understand there's some debate about the scoring that took place on the course as a excuse me as opposed to what actually now has come out? Is this like stuffed ballot boxes and now we're changing, or there's some kind of question about the the score yeah. the outcome? No, no spoilers, but there was shenanigans afoot throughout that, throughout really? that entire video. See, that's not good. Sean and Booby. Somebody must have been wearing a Michigan hat. That's right. You're damn right. Sean and Booby were doing, playing their own little game of who can, who can get in Elliot's head the hardest. And, and what they were doing, they were, they were knocking strokes off their score. They were finding golf balls they shouldn't be finding. Uh, yeah, there, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of jokes afoot there. Casey was their cameraman. Casey told me, and he was, he was being serious, he was being sincere, they were not cheating, they were being honest. I went back and started editing this video last night, and I found some discrepancies, Tom, and, and what, was, what was occurring over there on really? their side of things. That's so not it's good. Not That's good. Because Booby strikes me as a pretty, he was a caddy for Sean. Yeah. Spurlock. Yeah. Now, he struck me as a very upstanding guy in the first video. <laughs> that's, that's what I think of when I think of Booby. And, 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 and unfortunate, he, he does the opposite of what you think, Tom. He tries, he tries to do things the wrong way, the Michigan way. Yeah, that's, that's not a good way to do things. No, it's not. It really isn't. No, it's not. It really not. isn't. One in six or one in seven in bowl games, Harbaugh, 0 for 2 in college football playoff semis. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So I want to get back real quick to uh, this. By the way, for the Bengals game, don't want to forget. We were joking about it earlier. But we are doing a pregame show from down on the banks with our partners at Betfred Sports. We've got this extravagant stage set up. We're going to have our video board uh, in amongst the people. You're going to be out there. Trace going to be out there. Is Reed back for that or no? I think Reed will be back for that. All right, so Casey Reed, will be down yep. there spinning the dials, right? Yep. We'll be dialed in. We'll be dialed in. So we are looking for people that, you know, hey, look, a lot of people, let's be upfront and honest, because I, I get it. I mean, they've been doing it longer. But some of the guys at your old place of employment, they've got their thing over at the Holy Grail. God bless them. Good for them, right? Mm -hmm. That's We're right. We're just going to be about two blocks down the street, yep. right across from the yard house, right? Yep. In our Betfred tent. We'll have the stage up. Have yep. the stage up. Have yep. a stage up and everything. So listen, if, uh, if you'd like to come down, say hello. Uh, we're going to be having some fun talking about the Bengals and the Steelers. We're thinking 11 o'clock. Is that what we're thinking? 11A? Right around 11A is, yeah. is the plan as of right now. It's 11A to 12P. Okay. All right, good. Well, that'll be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully the weather's pretty good. I mean, it's going to be chilly, but it's okay. Um, and uh, looking forward to it. But I want to get back to Kansas City for a minute last night. Because, I mean, my dad just sat there and said, well, would you bet against Patrick Mahomes? I got to tell you, guys, and and – 
when I saw that graph, I knew their offense was having a hard time compared to years past scoring points. Uh, that from the 20 to the 20, as I, I referenced earlier, they were just up and down the field, as they were last night. As they were last night. But then they get, you know, they, 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 they get down there and, and they're kicking field goals. Or, you know, uh, they're turning it over. Um, pick in the end zone by Mahomes. Fumble inside the 15 by Kelsey. Or inside the 10 by Kelsey when he had a punch out of there by Bradley Roby. Buckeye. Um, they, they don't look the same to me on offense. Let's start with that. We'll get to the defense yeah. in a minute. But, but do, I mean, is it just me, or do you guys agree with that? No, it's, it's, it's the offense hasn't looked good, and I think in large part of that, you haven't, tra- again, Travis Kelsey might go down as the greatest tight end in yes. NFL history. There's a chance of that. Saying that, that's all he has, right? I think it's similar right now with Lamar Jackson. You're seeing they don't have a ton of guys to throw to. They have 26 dropped passes on the year. It's number one in the, in the NFL. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is doing his best. He essentially won the game yesterday to a game-winning touchdown to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Guy drops it wide open, has it in his mitts, in the end zone. It's, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not blaming Patrick Mahomes. It, it, like, if you're going to sit and blame this offense, you got to look at the scrubs. They got Kadarius Toney, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They, they picked up McCole Hardman. He's done nothing. All these guys they have, they're not good. His number one receiver yesterday was Justin Watson. That guy was drop, dropping passes left and right. I, I don't think this is a Patrick Mahomes issue. This is a wide receiver weapon issue, and they have nobody. They have nobody and nothing that Patrick can throw to. And, and I'm not going to sit here and say that Tyree Kill was the reason Patrick Mahomes was good, but it certainly helps to have a Tyree Kill out there that you know is going to make that catch at the end of the game, that's going to create space, that's not going to drop any pass. I, I think the Chiefs are in a little bit of trouble. They're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be in play late. Yes. Uh, what is that? Late January, yes. no doubt about it. Yeah, they're going to be competing for the AFC Championship game. I would bet my life on it. But I think this time it's going to be because of the defense. I would agree. I don't know. I mean, they scored 17 last night. That's not good. And I know, but you you get to take things in perspective, right? You, how many times are you going to fumble the ball inside the 10? How many times is Patrick Mahomes going to throw an interception in the end zone? And on top of that, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, they draw passes all over the all over the place. But I don't foresee something like that, like being persistent throughout an entire season. Like Marcus uh, MVS, I don't know how to say the damn not kid's name. Um, and he played for the Packers. It, and he dropped passes for the Packers, too. Yeah. Um, but my point is, is like they could have easily had 30 points. When you watch other teams in the NFL, when they finish the game with 17, sometimes it looks like, man, they're, they're lucky to get to 17. That's my point with the whole thing. You could have easily watched that game last night and just been like, you know what, they just, it just wasn't their night. But they could have hung 30 points on the Eagles. And when when I when I put it in that perspective, it's just like, Fair. whatever, you move on. Yep. I think the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're going to be there at the end. Will they make the plays? Is Travis Kelsey going to fumble the ball inside the 10-yard line? Is MVS going to drop an end zone or a touchdown in the end zone? Are those things going to happen in the playoffs? They might. But I'm saying when they don't happen, don't be shocked when they score 28 or 30 points. What do you think, Case? Because, you, I mean, you watch this as much as anybody. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's a serious issue going on. I mean, they're one of the better teams in the league scoring the first half, and then they're the bottom of the league yep. right now. Dead scoring. last. Dead last. Less than six points per half. Second half of games this year is what their average is. Yeah, so it's like it's almost weird because we're so used to seeing Andy Reid making the adjustments at halftime and – 
I'm not going to go to the, the, the coaching route because I think that might be a little too too unfair to Andy Reid because he doesn't have much to work with. I do agree with Elliot that the receivers are an issue. But something has to be said that there's no seemingly adjustments there or that there's a, te- it's a team that's struggling in the second half. Yep. You'd think that they would be much better going into the half saying, all right, let's make some small adjustments here go out there the second half and clean it up uh, or uh, finish the game. And they just don't, they, they struggle. I mean, they average, they average uh, 23 points per game and they're averaging six points per game in the second half under six. It's actually like 5.7 or 5.8, something like that. You know, the, the defense on the other hand though is legit. I mean, we're seeing some big time defenses this year in the NFL, that Philadelphia defense last night in the second half. I mean, they're good. They're good, and we knew they were going to be good. Um, you know, we know about the Browns. We know about the Steelers. We know about the Ravens, these teams on defense. Kansas City, and for, for my money, so far this year, their defense is right there with anybody else's defense. They are, I mean, for most of that game, Philadelphia, which most people feel like is a, a rock-solid, good offensive line, they couldn't block them. Yeah. Five sacks on Jalen Hurts last night. I mean, Kansas City's defense, man, they're good. They're good. And um, maybe that will be the difference for them this year. You know, last year might have been the offense, okay defense. But now maybe it's, you know, offense isn't as great. And, and, it, and it does beg the question. Somebody brought it up in the chat. And, and, and I'm telling you, when you've got to give a quarterback a gazillion dollars like they are, Something's got to give. At some point. These receivers now, they let Hill walk out the door. They still got Kelsey, no doubt about it. Best at his job in the league. Maybe, like you said, the best of all time when all is said and done. But, man, uh, you know, just things roll through your mind. I, I, picture, I, I picture this Bengals team next year. What if T. Higgins isn't here? What if Tyler Boyd isn't here? And they have Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. And then what? What do they have? Because they're paying him a gazillion dollars. And within the next two years, they're saving up money to pay Chase a gazillion dollars. Right? Right. So, I mean, I don't know about you. And, and, and look, you know, maybe it's, it's a waste of time. Probably is to be. You know, tomorrow's never promised for anybody. Tomorrow has its own problems. Right? But... I mean, I just sit there and I think to myself, watching this Bengals team without T. Higgins a lot this year, and I don't know if you saw in the, in the poll in The Athletic that they did on players, 100 players, T. Higgins was voted as the number one most underrated player in the National Football League by his peers. Now, it, it wasn't by like some huge margin. I mean, you know, he only got whatever it was because they had so many guys listed there. But his name came up first on the list. Yeah. Man. Without him, without Tyler Boyd, I mean, you ready to, to, to look at an offense with your guy, Charlie Jones, Yoshi, get them both out of the training room? I mean, I'm not looking forward to what our offense looks like because I've seen what it looks like this year without T. Higgins. I mean, I, and yeah, Joe Burrow was hurt, but I'm, with, I'm right there with you, Tom. I think they really, here in the future, got to hit these draft picks. They can't afford to get a guy like Miles Murphy and just let him develop. You don't have that luxury anymore. 
Um, especially if they can't re-sign T. Higgins, which I think they're going to do their best to try to re-sign him. But adding on to that T. Higgins conversation, Tom, there's some people that argue that he could be a top 10 receiver in this league. The only reason why he, he slides down to that 20 conversation is because of Chase, who's like a top three receiver in the NFL. And T. Higgins is the legit yep. number one on many NFL teams. And there's a lot of good teams that need a receiver that T. Higgins goes to those teams. They're, they're, they're looking really dangerous. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, it, it prompted me thinking, and look, I've harped on the offense for two years, and I know everybody's tired of hearing it. But it, it does make you think about something. If you miss the news this morning, Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Steelers, shows up at his press conference today. This was at like 8.30 in the morning. And he announces they fired Matt Canada as their offensive coordinator. Now, I gave you some of the numbers. 28th in points per game. 28th in yards per game. 31st in passing yards per game. Okay? So it costs the offensive coordinator his job. And this guy has been under fire every single week. They've been outgained from a yardage standpoint in every game they have played this season, yet they have won six out of ten games. When you start digging inside some of the numbers and comparing the Steelers' offense to the Bengals' offense, the Steelers average 17 points per game. The Bengals average 20. Okay, three points, but it's still three points. The Steelers outrush the Bengals by over 35 yards per game. Outrushing per game. 110 to 80. The Bengals outpass him. Now, you would think this would be some huge number, right? Bengals outpass him by 40 a game. So it's roughly a wash in terms of yards per game. Bengals are at 301. Steelers are at 281. 280.1. Nobody around the Bengals losing their job. No, I don't. And, and, and I... I've been against that from the beginning. I said Zach Taylor should be on the hot seat soon. I, I do believe that. As a play that, caller. Not as, as, a, as a play coach. caller, correct. Uh, I, do, I do believe there needs to be some changes. And it does, it does bring up a good point. Why are none of these uh, coordinators that the Bengals have, why are they not getting head coaching jobs? We all thought Lou was going to be gone after last season. Nobody offered him the job. He stayed here. Do you, I, 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 it's, it's, I'd be hard-pressed to, to believe that He'd be asked to be a head coach after this, I'm not going to say atrocity of a season, but this bad season. So I, I don't know. I, I, I do think the Bengals should be making some moves. Our defense has been bad. And the offense, like Tom has been, has been saying for the past couple of months, has not been performing up to standards. Something needs to change. Callahan and Taylor need to figure it out. And, and, and like I said, I think you're going to see something new with Jake Browning. I don't think you're going to be seeing the Joe Burrow offense. It's going to be a completely different offense. Because, to be quite honest, the other offense hasn't worked really at all. It's worked in three games, and I'd argue in two games. So we'll see. We'll see. I think it's going to be interesting. You brought it up, Trace. I, I, I just think that this whole thing, uh, with seven games left in a season, a lot of people are really bummed out and, and, and totally, totally get it. I'm bummed out, too. I feel bad for the guy because he just seems like top shelf in every way, shape, or form in Burrow. Every way. Great leader, great competitor, cares, wants to be here. Everything you would want in your franchise quarterback. I feel terrible for the guy. But it is going to be fascinating to see now who are the Bengals. What is their identity now? Right? 
because everybody else hasn't changed. It's the same offensive line that when you asked them to run it in the last game, they ran it pretty good at times. Um, they, they were team, clearly a team, and understandably so, uh, with, with Burrow, pass first offense, run second whenever you, you think you should. But now with Browning, and we, we brought it up briefly yesterday, do you think we see almost a total shift in the way that the, the, the identity is going to be of the Cincinnati Bengals on offense? I think it's a unique thing in football where although the offense and defense are completely separated, yes, I think that they also can have major impacts on each side of the ball on what the other one's able to do or capable of doing, right? And what I mean by that is when the Bengals are a pass-first team, I think it lends itself to the idea of you go three and out a couple times, which the Bengals have done this year, you, you, you can't put all of the blame on the offense for the defense's performance but they, they do go hand in hand. Yes, they do. I think that the Steelers, for for much as we want to make fun of the, the offense of Pittsburgh, at least they muddy it up a little bit. They run the ball. They they, they move the ball a, a, just enough to give the defense a, the ability. And they don't, again, turnovers are, are what they are. I don't know if you can predict turnovers or not. But if you don't turn the ball over in your own end and you punt the ball down to the other, te- the other team's 20 – then it makes it really difficult on a decent defense or a good defense to go 80 yards multiple times throughout a game, right? And I think that is what the Spingles team can do, and I think that's what they're going to try to do. I, 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 if I'm wrong, then I'll just say I, I don't know. I don't really get the plan in Zach Taylor because he is the head coach after all. And yep. you would think if you're the play caller as a head coach, you would have the full picture. But that doesn't always happen. Look at Lincoln Riley, right? Yeah, And that's kind of the, the mindset that I have with this. And I know college football and, and professional football are a little bit different. But I go back to this, th- this thought process that if you just hand the ball off to Joe Mixon 25 times and you only score 20 points against the Steelers, you can win that game. Yeah, that, That's a game that's winnable. And you go down the schedule, and I've said this time and time again, there's a lot of those types of games that you could probably make out. The issue is at the end of the year, if you find a team that has a little firepower and you find yourself down 17 points, is Jake Browning a guy that can lead you back like Joe Burrow? We all know that answer is no. But I do think that Zach Taylor has the ability now to prove that he is worth, I don't want to say something, because he's obviously already proven he's worth something, taking his team to -to back-to-back AFC championships and getting to the Super Bowl once. it's It's an opportunity for Zach Taylor. If anything else, and I said this yesterday, I would think if you have a little bit of pride as a Bengals player, I would take this as a challenge yes, too. I agree. I, I, I would. I, I would be like, you know what? We love we love Joe Burrow. Yes, but we want to prove that this is more than just one guy. Yep. And I don't know if that's the case. We'll find out. But I think if but to answer your question straight up, it's an opportunity for this offense and Zach Taylor to prove that they're capable of winning, and it's not just Joe Burrow and. I think half the city is probably divided on that. Yeah. I don't know what the, what 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 would you say the percentage of this city would say is if you said is this all Joe Burrow, offensively, or do you think that it, do you think that we just have a well-rounded offense and Joe Burrow makes it excel? Well, I mean, I th- I think that he's the first name obviously that comes to mind. That goes sure. without saying, and I think that everybody looks at him and what he's done leading this offense as its quarterback and franchise player, back-to-back championship games, one Super Bowl, all that kind of thing that. They're going to say, and most of the people I've been around were like my dad or like Elliot or like Casey, D-U-N done. They're, they're, they have no chance to make the playoffs. I don't agree with that. But it doesn't mean I'm right either. 
But, you know, let's just wait and see. I'm with you. I, I think this is a very interesting time for Zach Taylor because when you have a guy like Burrow, okay, the quarterback can make the coach look great. And there are times a coach can make a player look great. And I think they've had a really wonderful working relationship and they've been a good fit for one another. But now it is right. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, Zach Taylor has a chance. Uh, I think he'll never admit this, but in the back of his mind, this is a chance for him to prove a lot of the naysayers about what kind of an offensive coach or play caller he is. Because now he's going to get a chance without that guy that may have bailed him out from time to, or more than from time to time, yeah, whatever it might be. Nick Mormon in the chat says Zach Taylor is 4-19 in his coaching career without Burrow with one win over a team with more than seven wins at the end of the season. Well, a lot of that is from one season, and that is why you got all of it is, is from it, one yeah, season. Is why you Burrow's got Joe not Burrow. missed another game. And there was a, well, there was another game where Burrow sat out against Cleveland. They went up to Cleveland. It was the end of the year. He did not need to play. They already in the playoffs, and they sat their whole entire roster basically. Yeah, yeah, Jamar, yeah, yeah. Jamar Chase went out there for I think one possession. Right. So you know, hey, if you want to, that's my whole thing with with stats and analytics and all that. It's cute at times, but you have to have the whole perspective as well. I think Zach Taylor has an opportunity to prove something. This is not just uh, – Joe Burrow's great. I don't know why it turns into me being a Joe Burrow hater. I just think that this team as a whole have have gone. They've, they've made a run to the Super Bowl, and it's been so much more than just Joe Burrow. So much more than There's just Joe no Burrow. There's no doubt about it. But I, 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 we've argued around here that it's primarily, in my opinion, been every, every bit as much. I'm not going to say one more than the other, but every bit as much how good the defense has been, their success the last couple of years, as it is for their offense. All right. Um, let's take a break. Um, are you, are you, what do you got going no, on here today? No weather, but we have a lot of super chats. I thought we'd read the All super right, we'll read chats the super today. chats. Uh, when I get back, uh, because we're not working here for the next three days with the Thanksgiving day holiday. So we're going to make our picks today. Correct. Correct. And a little bit later on, we are going to have our top five. We'd like to hear your top five things to eat. Um, uh, and we're grateful to have anything to eat things to eat for Thanksgiving. And do we have a mailbag today? We do. I can't leave for the holiday without hearing that song. I'll I, be driving to Chicago <laughs> tomorrow singing the entire song. I pre. I, 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 I took a little we look at it, Tom. It's a good one. Today's is a good one. I wonder who it's from. Take it away. All right. So, Super Chats today. Now, now we're probably going to throw it back to Casey because Tom's going to walk across me here. Yeah. So, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, Super Chats today. Uh, Sir Boy writes in, I can't wait for Saturday when the mighty Buckeyes win the o war. Ohio, Marvin for Heisman. Uh, I don't care about reading those. X's, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, the, see, that's where Ohio State. Do you State like that stick? No, that's the I mean, dumbest. I, I that's think the, it's so stupid, That's too. the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my – when they put X's all over their little – all over the words that they type out, it's nonsense. That's the that's so dumb. It's very dumb. I do think Ohio State, uh, Ohio State, Michigan is 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 the most. This is the most intriguing game that they've ever played. I really do. I think that's this fair. is this is this is going to be just straight up. Both teams hate each other. They everybody always hates the rival. You know, and I know I get Ohio State hates it. This is real. This is real hate though. This time, like I genuinely think there's probably a fight in this football game. I would bet. I would bet on it. I would bet on it. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. And I do think, I honest to God, I think Michigan wins this game. 100 likes, we do a show tomorrow, me and you. 
All right, 100 likes. If we get to 100 likes, everybody like the show right now. Like it. Casey, next Super Chat. <laughs> yeah, Drew Garrison uh, writes, because Urban lifted those stinky fingers up, raised his hand, and spoke the truth about his lunacy. This lunacy. Um, I don't know what that was about. Uh, he said it was an hour ago. It doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, okay, whatever. So boy writes, Marty, what is your opinion on the Michigan clowns? He already said what his opinion was. So, Drew Garrison's was about the fact that uh, Michigan fans are planning on boycotting college game day, and he was giving Urban Meyer some credit for actually basically saying that the uh, he didn't think I, I don't I don't want to put words out there that I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming it means that Urban Meyer basically said that the investigation or the Michigan stuff wasn't as big of a deal. Maybe I don't know. Could be wrong on that. Could be wrong. Do you think that they, you think that Michigan fans will do a good job um, boycotting? Like, will there be no one out there? That would be all time hilarious if that happens. I don't think. I don't think so. I, there's always somebody looking for attention, and then that guy has friends, and then then they all come, and then it's then it's lost anyway. Fair enough. And by the way, uh, as Drew points out, Sir Boy, you've forgotten him, so that's tough. That is tough. That's tough. Uh, Doug Vyth? I don't. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. It was nice meeting Elliot and Casey at the last Bengals home game. Happy Thanksgiving to you all, who day. That was a nice. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, thank you, nice. Doug. Thank you, thank Doug. Doug. And then Justin, one of our members, writes, Marty, have you reached out to Dave Pallone? Pallone? I don't know who that is. We'll have to write that down. I, I have no we'll idea. Have to, we'll see. That must be somebody that. Uh, Tom, who's Dave Pallone? We must, we must have to figure that out. Yeah. Who, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Swaggy Plague writes, Elliot giggles every time he draws a flush. That was you talking about poker. So, that it was. Did you ask me about Dave Pallone? Yeah. Okay, Dave Pallone was an umpire in Major League Baseball for many, 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 many years. Very controversial guy, kind of a hothead, uh, but considered to be a good umpire. Can't remember the year. Peter Uberoth was the commissioner of baseball. Uh, Pete was the manager for the Reds. Uh, there was a play at first base. It went against the Reds. Pete comes out uh, and actually bumps Dave Pallone, physically bumps him, okay? So that is like rule number one, that, that, that can't happen, right? It happens once, it happens twice. So my dad and Joe Nuxall are doing the games at the time on the radio, and uh, the next thing you know, People are throwing things from the stands. It was actually one of the uglier moments in the history of Riverfront Stadium. It was bad. It was dangerous. It was ugly. All those sorts of things. Peter Uberaw thought that my dad and Joe Nuxall helped to sort of incite all of that that took place from the crowd because they claimed that people are listening to the games and, and they're, they're telling them, you know, that this guy's a clown and blah, 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 blah. And uh, so uh, they got called to the commissioner's office in New York City to sit down with Mr. Uberoth and talk really? about it. Yes, they did. How about that? Yes, they did. So that's uh, the Dave Pallone story. You can read all about it. If you punch up Pete Rose or Dave Pallone, if you wanted to uh, Google it, it'd it have the whole account. But in a nutshell, that's what it is. That's the story on Dave okay. Pallone. All right. Uh, what do we want to do next? Do we want to go ahead and anything else you guys want to discuss here at all before we get to picks? Is there anything else on your mind? There's nothing on my mind, Tom. Nothing. Nope. Including that Harbaugh clip. Including that Harbaugh clip. That's right. 
I'm happy. I'm happy the NCAA did the right thing with Aziz. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm very happy they did the right thing there. And, and and Tom and I and everybody in the office, we were talking about it yesterday, a little off the air. I do believe that this UC team is good if these two guys are able to play. I think this is a tournament team. Maybe I, they've looked good so far. I know they've played a bunch of scrub teams, especially NKU being the biggest scrub of them all. But saying <laughs> why that, do you got to take shots at Darren Horn's team? They went to the NCAA tournament last year. Yeah, Why are you beating them down? I'm not beating them down. When did I beat them you down? You just called them scrubs. Well, they kind of are, right? I mean, if you put no, that, they're if, not. If you put that starting five on, on any starting five ever any, anywhere else around the nation, they probably don't start. I mean, no scrubs beat you last year. So they did, but there was there was a there was a Wi-Fi outage there that that really got into the into the brains of our players here. So that was that was kind of like here. Yeah, a little bit. I was trying to write the monologue this morning, and uh, and all of a sudden the haywire just gone. The Wi-Fi. <laughs> Well, I well to be to defend Casey. Casey was putting in the other stuff, and what happens is I I heard that, and when you said Casey do, it, I should have been like, all right, I Elliot Elliot go do it, and that's what I should have done. So that's to defend my guy Casey. Casey, your vibes over there are low. I need him to be higher. Yeah, they really I, are. I need him to be high because this are. is a holiday. This is a holiday. Aziz has been welcomed back by the NCAA, a prestigious organization, uh, and, and and I just need smiles. This is our last day of work. Have a have a smile. Pat Noonan was named head coach, uh, the 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 uh, best coach in the MLS. All oh, this and is about, coach of the year. Yeah. Yes, he was. How about that? Congratulations, and he earned it. Now that's my, I've said all year long. We joke around a lot about the soccer. That guy, I like that guy a lot. I love listening to what he has to say to the media after games. When his team is good, we're good. When they stink, he'll say we stunk. We weren't any good. Yep. He lays it out there. He's demanding. Uh, I like that guy. Good for him. Congratulations, Coach. And they play Saturday night, if you didn't know that. That's right. They play Saturday. MLS oh. semifinals Speak at TQL. Speaking of that, Tom. Yes. Uh, a Chatterbox fan, his name is Dave Toll, I believe. It might be Tolley. Uh, I'm going to say Dave Toll. Dave Toll reached out to me on Instagram. Toller. Tolley. T-O-L-L-E. Okay. Toll. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'm going to say this guy, he, he reached out to me. He said, I, I think it was one, one of the shows – where I might have been poking a little bit of fun at FC Cincinnati. I can't remember a show where I did that. But there was a show where I was making fun of FC Cincinnati a little bit. And he's like, you know what? If you're serious about going to a playoff game, I'll buy your tickets. And he reached out to me yesterday. He said, you know what, Elliot? You still, you still planning to go? Are you a man of your word? I'm like, I, I'm a man of my word. And he, 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 he bought two tickets to that playoff game on Saturday. And he's like, here you go. Here's two tickets. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be sitting with right next to you. But here's two tickets to a home playoff game. I'm like, Dave, that's phenomenal. Boy, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So I believe the plan is for me and Casey to go to that game. So I will be, Casey. I will be, I will be supporting the FC. What's their mascot? They're the Dragons. Lions. They're the the FC Cincinnati Lions. It's a lion. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know why. It's I a actually lion think that they're. Uh, it it came from the Dutch the Dutch Lions, which was started in Dayton or something. I think there's a connection there. Okay. I don't know. I don't. That, okay. That's that's complete. Okay. made up. Okay. Boy, that's really oh, that cool. It was a good fact, but I mean that could be completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm exactly. getting at. I don't know. I am looking at ticket prices right now, uh, Tom. That guy. That guy is a is a real one for that one. Um, so like I said before, my son loves soccer. I assume it's going to be electric atmosphere. I'm only going to go to this thing just because of the atmosphere. You're going. 
Well, I'm looking well, at ticket going. prices. No, he's going. I'm looking at ticket prices. You just said he's going. Um, I, I'm the rest looking. Of the he never going. said officially he's thinking about it. I'm going. looking at the ticket prices, and they're not what we would call ideal for a non-soccer kind of guy. But there's no tie in this game. There will not be a tie. There's no ties. No, it's going to be an electric. I just care about the atmosphere. If I go to this game, am I going to walk out of there thinking that, it's that that's one atmosphere. of the better atmospheres in sports that I've ever been to? No doubt about yes it. Yes or right? no? Right. That's right. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I don't think there's any doubt about it. Is this it. a bit between you two? No. I, no, I, mean, no. I Listen, I haven't <laughs> been to a game, and I, I will get to a game. I haven't been to one yet. But when I saw the videos of their last playoff game posted up on social media, I mean, it was unbelievable. I will bet you that you'll walk in the door here on uh, Monday and you will say it's one of the coolest venues you've ever been to. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. Elliot, will I you... bet there will be more people there that showed up to the Reds games this year. Elliot, will you share a boot with me if I bring the boots, the What's souvenir a boot? boot? What's a boot? A boot? A beer boot? What's a beer boot? It's just they a... fill your shoe up with beer? It's a, it's a little souvenir plastic boot that you fill up with beer. Sure. I'll oh, have a really? Boot. Yeah. You'll I'll have a boot beer with, with me? I do, have a, I do have a sincere ask to the chat because I don't think anyone in this room may be able to answer it. Maybe, maybe Casey would be able to. But if I had a son that loved soccer that was like nine years old, what play, what, hypothetically, of course, what places am I avoiding when I'm looking at these tickets? Because – I think the Bailey isn't the Bailey like the the, the, the that, crazy that's, people. That, that's the those yeah. are the diehard fans. Yeah, they they will be constantly cheering and screaming. Gotcha. And right, stay let, away let me from interrupt real quick because I'm I'm curious about this. Okay, because uh, when my kids were younger, I wouldn't take them to a Bengals game just because of the, a lot of the language and all that kind of thing. If you sat, you know, in in, in an area like the the Bailey, they call it right. Yeah. Okay. Is it bad there? I personally don't know. I just know that they do not stop cheering, chanting. Right. So, I mean. It, it, but a good chance guys are tanked up. Yeah, they're tanked up. And, and they're into it. Yep. All right. So, there's a good chance that maybe that would, I would be I the would, best place to go sit. Yeah. I would avoid the Bailey if you don't want to have to deal with the, the, the loud. Like the NFL Sunday fans. crowd. You know, yeah. yeah, I get it. Anywhere else I think is probably a good spot. That's with all due respect to the NFL Sunday crowd, of course. All due respect. Uh, the Dayton Dutch Lions yeah. began in the West Carrollton High School Stadium. There you go. You know how I know that? It's because I was sitting at Applebee's one time. This is a true story. I was sitting at the bar. My wife worked there uh, back when we were hustling. And a uh, guy sat down next to me and was recruiting me to go, uh, to go work for the Dayton Dutch Lions. And he was some overseas guy and... And, uh, yeah, I, I, I turned him down because I thought it was some minor league operation. But who knows? I could have been, like, the next uh, executive. I could you be could the next executive of, of soccer. You could have been, like, negotiating the deal with um, Apple TV. Yeah. What, a, what, a, what a, a great existence that would have been. It's big league. So, congratulations, uh, Mr. – is it Toll or Tolly? Please don't tell know. me you didn't know how to pronounce a guy's name. I didn't, ask. Guy, I didn't ask. You take it. I didn't ask. He, but he, I, I, Tolly? Let's say Tolly. Let's say if, if he proves me wrong, then, I, then it's wrong. If he, if he puts it in the chat here. I know he's in the chat. He just responded in there. But, Tom, if Ohio State's going to win this football game on Saturday, yeah. what do they have to do? Well, look, you know, the one thing that, the, the, you know, when you, when you really break down and you look at this game in the big picture, okay, Michigan – 
Um, they haven't. Both of these teams have great, not good. Both of these teams have great defenses. Top five defenses in the country. Offensively, Michigan, at least when you watch them this year, because they blow teams out a lot, or did until the last couple of weeks, you would think that their numbers would be overwhelmingly better than Ohio State's sort of very up-and-down inconsistent offense. Now, that stands to reason because J.J. McCarthy was a starter at quarterback last year. C.J. Stroud started at quarterback last year. This is Kyle McCord's first year as a starter. Ohio State has had a ton of guys that have missed games that are big parts of their weapons on offense. All back for this game. Travion Henderson leads the Big Ten in rushing yards per game. And that's been piled up basically the last three weeks since he's been healthy. I mean, when, when that guy plays, he's the best running back in college football. Every time he touches it, it's a possibility for an 85-yard touchdown run. He's that good. Wide receivers, it's the best wide receiver room in the country, and everybody knows it. But they've had guys out. Egbuka's back this week. He played last week, looked good. Marvin Harrison Jr. is who he is, and they got a great tight end. But the last couple of years, explosive plays for Michigan on offense, whether it's in the run game or the pass game, have made the difference in the game. If I'm not mistaken, Ohio State has given up the fewest number of explosive plays in the country this year. Now, has their competition been all that great? No, it hasn't. No. I mean, Notre Dame's offense looked great early on. They, they, they really were not good as the season went on. Penn State's offense is awful. There's some other good teams with some good offenses in there. We saw it from Maryland against Michigan the other day. But at the end of the day, if Ohio State can stop the run game of Michigan, Ohio State's pass rush is so good. With Tui Mualoa, Jack Sawyer, Michael Hall Jr., Tyleek Williams, that whole group is so good that they are going to put pressure on McCarthy, who up until the last two weeks was in the conversation for the Heisman Trophy. Now, I don't know what's happened the last two weeks besides Jim Harbaugh not being on the sideline, but McCarthy has looked pedestrian at best the last two games. But if Michigan can run it and Michigan can stop Ohio State from running it and put all the pressure on McCord, could be a long day for Ohio State. Do you like the, how the game's at noon? Or do, would you rather It's be always been that. I know. But would yeah. you rather be I love it. Time? I love it. No, I love it. I like it at noon, too. Get, I mean, get, get it going, right? Yep. You get it going right now. Yep. Some of these tired noon games, it's like, you know, you, you don't even care. if You, you, you run some errands. Mm -hmm. Maybe wait for the 3.30 to 7 peak, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Where will you be watching that game? Saturday, that'll be Saturday afternoon. Saturday, high noon Eastern time. Where will you be? I imagine I will be at a bar of some kind. Okay. The pitch? If I, if I, what was that? The pitch? No, well, that's at 8P. That's at 8P. Yeah, I'm talking about the, the bar right by the pitch. Oh, the what? There's a bar right by the soccer place called the yeah, pitch? I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, if that's the case, then I won't be watching it there still. So I'll be, I'll be at one of my bars, uh, probably not to give a free ad, of course, but Champions. Champions is my home bar. Uh, on the west side of Cincinnati, and that's where I'll probably be. And that'll be an electric atmosphere in there. Will that will that be, because we know that Cincinnati's not necessarily a big Ohio State town. No, but everybody loves this rivalry. This rivalry is the best rivalry. In but will it be a pro-Ohio State crowd on the west side yeah. of town? Yes. Okay. 100%. Trace, where will you be, uh, since you're not going to 
uh, the bash on Vine. Where will you be? For, we, well, we can run it back. Where are you for we Ohio State v. Michigan at high noon Saturday? Or will you be at a soccer game? Or a basketball I, I, I'm game? I'm looking at these tickets. I think by the end of the show, I'm, I'm going to make a decision on them. But I will be most likely in my basement. Most likely in my basement. Um, and I, I really enjoy Ohio State-Michigan because it's one of the few you know, big time games where I get to kind of just relax. It's a, it's a holiday weekend and I don't have a dog in the fight. See, that's what I've always tried to tell Ohio state, Michigan fans, you know, you're, you're, you're so amped up and you, yes. you, you know, it's like, it's yes. like the SEC championship game. I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be miserable. So I get to watch a game and not really care who wins. I really, this, this time I don't care who wins because Georgia as stupid as this sounds. Since Georgia has won national championships, my my hate for Ohio State because I live around all these people all the time and have to listen to it all the time, it's it's almost vanished. Yes, it's it genuinely has. I don't know why that's I happened. I believe that, but it, it just kind of has gone away. Right. I actually wouldn't mind. Um, I wouldn't mind an overtime game, and, and and no matter who wins, I'm gonna love the the vitriol that happens. I'm just gonna I'm probably gonna be on X.com the whole time and just just watching. The hate between the two, the two sides. No doubt. Eating it up. Where are you going to be watching it, if anywhere? Ooh, uh, Saturday. Will you be watching it at noon? Uh, yeah, I think I'm actually going to a Thanksgiving, and uh, that side of the family is big Ohio State fans. Right. So I think we'll probably be watching it at um, Alex's side of the family. Okay. okay. Her, uh, you should wear some Michigan side. stuff. I should wear Michigan stuff. Yeah, just see how it goes. Yeah, uh, Jolly Jolly says they're talking about 33, 34 degrees at kick for high noon. Uh, loved a couple of these. Nick Mormon says he'll be up and tanked up by 6A. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, Drew Garrison, we know who he's rooting for. He'll be at Ziggy's in Marine. Says, come on over. Uh, let's see. It's not a system play, is it? I don't know. Let me look. Because I might put a responsible, when I say responsible. This is the first time they are favored in five years, Michigan. And that was a matchup of number one versus number two. This will be a matchup of number two versus number three. Oh, oh it's a system play. It All is right. a system play. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me see. Could you explain what that means to us Hold laymen on. out there? Well, I don't know if Trace wants me to give away his system. Well, There's just a chatterbox it. system that we use, and it's a very – Elementary doesn't make any sense, oh, sort no. of system, but it is it is a one hundred percent slam dunk. All right, system well, we'll play. let you know. Here's the thing, though: the, the the Elliot has figured out a way to debunk the system. It's been successful for five years, and turn it over to Elliot Rearing, and he just finds a way to get rid of everything that's good right in, in the life. tank. It goes right in the tank. I so tried another little system. The, the, the Tennessee Georgia game, I thought for sure Georgia was going to lose, and I got to be honest, as I was, I was standing right there in the middle of a uh, as a Batavia indoor rec center where my son was playing basketball all day. It's I, big I league watched, setup out there in Batavia. It, it was. I yes. watched. Uh, I watched Tennessee run uh, the very first play to a touchdown, and I immediately was like, "Well, this is how it's going to go. Georgia's lost," and that just didn't how it goes. So, yeah, if you're a Michigan fan, I mean, you should be at least somewhat pleased with what you're seeing. So I will be betting a responsible amount of money, Tom, on Michigan. And when Ohio State wins this game on Monday, Trace is going to have to answer to me because every time I bet his little system where Sean and him play, they flip a coin to decide what's the system play, I'm going to come in on Monday and say, why don't I have any money in my account? Whatever. Anyways. All right, let's get to the picks. Let's go. Here we go. Michigan v. Ohio State. No, I meant the Wolverines v. Ohio State. We don't say their name. Go ahead. 
All right, Tom. We're going to start with Ohio State versus Michigan. Well, you know where I'm. Well, let's go ahead and start. Uh, Trace, you're picking for Reed this week. No, you're picking for yourself. Go ahead. I'll pick for myself. This is a three-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah. I, favored by TTUN. You know, I, I'm a slave to the system. I I was going to take Ohio State until I just seen what I saw. I don't even know if that's how you say that. So I'm going to take Michigan. We're going with Big Blue, baby. We're taking Michigan. Yeah, uh, I am also a slave to this system of ours. Um, I mean, it's a slam dunk system play, too. It's not even just like barely. Oh, I mean, it, it's just oh, slam dunk. It might so, apply to everybody else except for the scarlet and gray. <laughs> I sure hope you're right, Tom, for your sake. Go, you mighty Ohio State University Buckeyes. Here we go. All right. Oh, everything else is just is, it, 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 it's tired. Go ahead. All right, let's go to Florida versus Florida State. Now, interesting here because, as we know, Florida State, their quarterback's gone for the year. He was having a great year. Undefeated. They're ranked fourth. That may change tonight. Florida State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They're on the road in this game. Is that right? At the Swamp? That's right. They're at the Swamp, yes. Florida, you know, you never know what you're getting with them anymore. Ever since Urban left, I mean, it's just like you talk about flipping coins. I mean, but you just never know. There are games when they look really good, and there are games where they are just flat awful. So, with that in mind, Trace Fowler. Yeah, I'm going to take – I'll make this simple. I think that uh, – what is it? The lines – what's the line? Six, Six and a half. half. Um, I'm going to take Florida. Florida. I, and I hate Florida. So Yeah. Don, don't ask me why. It's just largely based off the fact I think Florida State's are frauds, and I'm hoping they're going to lose. I'm going to take Florida State. I don't think they're fraudulent. I think they're going to win this game despite the uh, the quarterback not being there. But um, you know, I, I, I think I've watched enough Florida football, Gators, that is, this season, to know that they're not good. So we're going to ride with FSU. Okay. Undefeated season rolls on. Okay. Casey, six and a half. Big number, though. <laughs> yeah. That's that, touchdown. touchdown. That number is big considering that they just lost their starting quarterback – um, I'm going to, I'm still going to go with Florida state, I guess. Uh, I think they have the better overall roster. Um, but trace is kind of right there. They are a little fraudy. They almost lost to Boston college this year. I know you bring that up all the time. I don't like Florida either. I just don't like this game in general if I was going to bet it, but if we're doing our picks, I'm going to pick Florida state. Okay. I am going to take uh, the Seminoles. Okay. I think they got a better team. I just can't buy into Florida. I mean, I'm with Trace here. I, 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 you know, I, nah, I just can't buy into them. And they'll, they'll probably win a game by 30. Okay, next up. <laughs> All right, we got Kentucky versus Louisville. Ooh. Tell you what now, this, this is a good game. I mean, Kentucky, you know, seems like every time they play in a big game, they lay an egg. But Stoops has done a lot of good things down there. Um, but six and five is six and five. And I mean, when you play in the Eastern half outside of Georgia, you know, I mean, Tennessee, eh, you, you play in the Eastern side of that SEC, uh, six and five ain't good. Uh, Louisville, Louisville still has a chance here. They would need a lot of luck and a lot of breaks, but Louisville is going to play in that ACC championship game against Florida state. Doesn't matter what Florida state does, uh, Saturday, because that's not a conference game. So Louisville's got a chance to sneak into this college football playoff. 
And that is a seven-point spread with Louisville as the favorite. Trace Fowler. This game's, this game's in Louisville or Kentucky. Do we know that? Uh, I believe it's in Louisville. Um, that's a, it's only a seven-point spread against a six-and-five bad Kentucky football team, and you're the tenth-ranked team in the country. That's interesting. I'll take Kentucky. It's, it's going to be their Super Bowl. <laughs> their Super Bowl. That's fair. That's fair. I'll take Louisville. I'll take Louisville. Scott Satterfield is going to coach up the boys well, uh, <laughs> and we'll be ready to play. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you, Elliot. I think Satterfield, his shadow team, going to get it done. Yeah. They're going to get it done. They're just a better team than Kentucky. Well, somebody, plural, is going to have a good week and somebody's going to have a bad week. Tom, do you think if Satterfield gets Louisville to the college football playoff, every, his reputation will be back? Do you not think there's any merit to that, though, Tom? That what? Like, it just seems like the optics, at least admit the optics of that are just horrible. They are horrible. You leave a program. They are they, horrible. They legitimately are, are packing your bags for you. The fan base is excited as hell that you're leaving. You walk into a team, like it or not, the cupboard might be bare, but UC was in the college football playoffs less than what you said it the other day, 24 months ago. Right. And you walk in, and it's a dumpster fire now. You turn around, and you look at your old program, that they were just happy as hell you left, and they're 10th in the country. Uh, the 10 optics, and 1. In the, the 10 optics, and 1. They are not good. That's terrible. It is bad. It is bad. And with that in mind, I take the Cardinals. Cardinals, Louisville. I don't want to pick them. I want to pick the big blue, but I'm going to pick them. Satterfield. <laughs> That's his what, guy. What, what? Those you are his guys. Those up. are his guys. You never let up. Well, I no. I, I mean, I, you have beat this guy down well, after initially declaring Emory Jones as a Heisman Trophy candidate. I still think he's in their mix, yeah, certainly. <laughs> they should consider cutting their losses and just firing him. I don't, know who you, I, don't, I don't know who they'd hire, though, at this point. What's it matter? All right, here's another game. I guess you're right. That, you know, Oregon State, they, they gave Washington all they wanted last week at home. 22-20 to 20 the final. Uh, the weather was bad. I think it's probably not a leaf of faith, as Trace pointed out uh, yesterday, uh, that the weather's probably not going to be good in Eugene because that's where this game is, uh, the Ducks' home field. There are a lot of people out there, man, and people I have a lot of respect for that think Oregon's the best team in the country. Do with that what you will. Bo Nix is having a great year. That is a huge number. Huge 13 number. and a half. Is this a system play? Let's look. We'll say, no. No, you, okay. It is not. It is not, not a system play. No. Okay. Okay. Trace? I'm going to go with uh, Oregon. I think that they are a much better football team than Oregon State. People are going to get scared of that high number, but um, home field matters. This has to be in Eugene because um, if it's not in Eugene, I would still take Oregon because then that makes no sense completely, and I do what Elliot does from time to time. I fade my own brain. So I'm going to go with Oregon regardless. Okay. I'm going to go with Oregon as well. I think Oregon's going to light them out. The Ducks. Quack. Hmm. Uh, I think just because of the bad weather, it's going to be a sloppy game. I'm going to just go with the underdog here. 13 and a half points I like is it. a little bit too much. Is there confirmed Ooh. bad weather in Oregon? Well, I mean, let, you know, you got you to take That's a look, what Tom right? That's said, right? Well, I mean, I, I said it's probably safe to say. Let's just uh, Eugene. Well, is Let's it not bad it weather? Is it Eugene, good weather, Tom? Eugene, Oregon. Saturday, it is going to be sunny and 45 degrees. Well, Dude, come on, Why don't you go ahead and switch that well, back? Yeah, I'm switching that. Why, why would you say that they have <laughs> bad weather? Casey. We're like, come on. Casey, good analysis. I don't know what to tell you. 
Well, you said it was going to be bad weather. Well, I, I said you could probably assume it. <laughs> but that old adage about assume, right? Yep. You break up the word, you know what that turns out. I love ass that. out of you and me. That's exactly right. So I am going with Oregon State. Ooh. To cover, not to win. I like it. Because okay. in good weather, they can play better. That's exactly right. Okay. Uh, Jolly Jolly should have chimed in on this. Yeah, he's a big Pac-12 kind of well, guy. Well, he does a lot of their games. He's a producer of a lot of those games on Fox. Yeah. Uh, he says the weather, though, might change five times between now and Saturday. Don't take the forecast to the bank. Now, here we go. Why is this game on here? You throw out the record books. <laughs> <laughs> this is a budding rivalry moving forward. Yeah. Kansas ranked 25th. Kansas is good. UC is 3-8. and eight. They are not good. What time is this nonsense? This game is at Nippert Stadium. One last chance what time is it? to catch to the Cats it. at home. This, what time is that game? I'm trying to find it. Can you imagine if that's noon? There's a, there's, they're in a, they're in a no-win situation here, Tom. They play this 730p. game. 730p. Oh, oh they're going to play that. Wait a minute. All right, now I'm pissed. Live so on here's the thing. Network. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm being serious about this. This isn't a bit. This is none of that. Oh John Cunningham. <laughs> the athletic director at UC. The athletic director at UC. Be careful now. Be careful. I, be I'm careful. well aware. I'll, I'll be as careful as one We're can be. We're in line to broadcast all their games on television on Chatterbox. No, listen. This is, this is this – is, I'm, I'm just – Or maybe I'm stating <laughs> facts here. This isn't, this, isn't, this isn't opinionated stuff. This is strict facts. This man had the option of choosing the kickoff time a plethora of times this year. I assume this game is not on TV, and I I will stand corrected if I'm wrong. Well, but Jolly this, Jolly says it's on FS1 Prime Time. This is on FS1. It's what he just said in the chat. I don't know if that's what he's referring. Then to. Then I take it all back. Who would have known? Are we sure about that? I what a it was good on... deal FS1 signed that their prime time game is Cincinnati versus Kansas. Good thought, for them. I thought that was on ESPN I, too. I could be wrong. Well, nobody knows what channel it's on. I thought it was going to be on ESPN Plus, and my point was they decided to play this game at the exact same time that the only team in this city that has a chance to win the championship is playing at the same time. Good, 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 on, good on UC. That's tough. Wow. Um, I'm looking yeah, at that's a good point. That's a really good point. Please. Casey, should we skip out on our tickets and let's see if Scott, no. Satterfield and the boys can no. rally together and, and no. shock the nation? No. No, I agree. Uh, the system. So, I mean, Trace, who are you picking here? Um, I, I just out of principle, yeah, I'm taking Kansas. Have you seen the number here? <laughs> too many. That's too many. That's too many. Yeah, that's where, that's where the system loses me because the system apparently doesn't apply to that, and that's the biggest. Wait a minute. Now somebody's saying now Jolly Jolly says I take it back. It's not on FS1. It was supposed to be. He said. <laughs> yeah, they decided better. Good on them. FS1. They must have some brains in the old brass office because I got news for you. That's be, your prime time game. Probably Appalachian State. On Good FS1, luck taking over UC slot. Uh, I'm going to take UC. I'm going to take UC. Uh, I, I believe in Satterfield. He's coaching two teams. One of them's going to a, a maybe a, 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 a national semifinal. You stop. So I, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep it rolling all the way to the end until he's fired. I'll keep going. Um, yeah, Man, we'll, we'll that is we'll not take, that is not a good attitude for Thanksgiving week. Well, it's the season of giving, and I would like to give him a new job. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm but picking you're picking Kansas. UC. Yeah, we'll take UC because uh, there's no chance in hell they win that game. The game is on ESPN2. That's what I said. So shout out to Elliot for getting that right. 
Somebody said it's on the Hallmark Channel. Everybody in, every, every, I said it was on Comedy Central. I had Comedy Central too. It'll be a, it'll be on some of the most funny channels you'll ever find, Tom. Everybody in the chat, please congratulate me for knowing what channel that's on ESPN two. Dave Chappelle on the play by play. Go ahead. Boy, that would be electric. <laughs> that would be electric. I'm just taking Kansas out of, out of the principle. I mean, the UC stinked all season, so. I I got a feeling that uh, UC is going to step up in this one. Ooh. But I'm taking Kansas. <laughs> All right. Here we go ahead. Go ahead. What's next? All right. We've got NFL games. All right. Here we go. All right. Mm. Browns Ooh, versus not, Broncos. You know, I tell you, you know, four weeks ago, three weeks ago, you're looking at this game like, okay, dub, right, for the Brownies. Now, all of a sudden, you're going out to Denver. They're red hot playing good football out there. This is not an easy one. Denver is a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, if you can believe that. Trace? I can't believe it. That makes my heart hurt. Um, sole reason is that our good friend Kyle Decker uh, put, a, put a responsible amount of money, which, is just, which, which responsibly for him is an absurd amount, on the Denver Broncos under nine wins. And, boy, that looked like a, just a lock. Until recently, and now the fact that they're favored, the Broncos are going to win, and I hate that. I think the Broncos are going to win. Final score of that one, nine to seven. Nine to seven. Wow. I feel like the NFL games have been. Yeah, late. but wait a minute. If it's nine, it's okay. So you covered Denver. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I feel like the last couple weeks, the Browns have not been favored, and they just come back and win the ball game, anyways. Um, for that reason alone, I'm going to pick the Browns just to be different. I don't believe in the Denver Broncos resurgence. I think they're a bunch of frauds right now. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm taking Denver. I mean, I'm taking the Brownies. Brownies are playing good football, man. They are playing good football right now. Dorian Thompson Robinson. You snicker at him. You snickered at him. <laughs> I do snicker. He took him on a game winning drive. I do. How many points did they score in that win? It doesn't matter. Dub is a dub is a dub. Cleveland's a better team. Okay. Here's another good game. I mean, the Eagles just never catch their breath, man. Nope. It seems like they're playing a big game every week. And, and this is certainly a huge game for Buffalo. For the Eagles, eh, they're going to they're gonna end up getting home field advantage throughout the playoffs because uh, they're that good. Um, although, you know, the one thing in – uh, Troy Aikman brought it up last night. Hertz is not moving like he normally moves. He's been bothered by a knee injury the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's playing. Uh, but I guess in the meetings that Troy had with some of their people, some said this might be something that lingers and lingers for a while. Um, but for Buffalo, every game now, if they're thinking about getting the playoffs or getting a chance for the playoffs, they got to win. Uh, minus three and a half, Philly, the favorite at home against the fighting Sean McDermott's. I was going to take the Eagles here, but for some reason in my head, nothing's going to go right for the Bengals. Even if, if Jake Browning pulls out five miracle wins from his behind and the Bengals get to 10 wins, I still think we'll be unlucky enough to miss the playoffs. I think the Bills win this game because I do think there is an element to Tom's point where I, the Eagles have already dominated everybody they need, they've needed to dominate. This game's just another notch on the, on the pole. I'll take the Bills to cover the spread and probably win the game. This is a short week for Philly. And then if I'm 
remember correct, did the Bills play – the Bills weren't on Thursday Night Football, were they? No, they, uh, they won on Sunday. Yeah, so there goes that point. Um, I'll take – I'll take the Eagles. I don't. Are you? I'm not a believer in the Bills. Just they seem like frauds. Case. Yeah, I think that the Eagles are the best NFL team in the and yeah, they're just the best NFL team. I think they can cover three and a half pretty easily against a fraudulent Bills team. I'm with you all the way, Philly. They uh, they are the team to beat in the NFL right now. You know, I, I caught myself. Tell me if you agree before we get to the next game. When I'm watching the game last night, I thought to myself. You know, it's not to say upsets can't happen. Of course, they can happen. You got a long way to go, seven weeks left in the season. All that is true. But from what I've seen in the NFL this year, you could take the 49ers and the Eagles, and you could take the Chiefs and the Ravens, and there's your final four right now. I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, Detroit, it's a nice story. Do I think Detroit's going to beat Philadelphia or the 49ers? I don't. Do I think that anybody's going to beat the Ravens or the Chiefs when all is said and done on their home field to get to a meeting no matter where that game would be, those two teams? I don't see it happen. Do you, Casey? No. No. I mean, they look like the four best teams. All right. I do think the AFC has, the, as of right now, anybody from the AFC could get to the AFC championship game. I do believe that. Well, you've already predicted the Browns. I've already predicted the Browns, and, and then there's one more spot available – I, I I don't know. I think there might be some. I think there might be some chaos afoot in the AFC. The NFC is already set. I I I'd bet everything on the. So you're giving teams. no chance, like I am, to say somebody like Dallas. Dallas has zero. Tom, they have less than a zero percent chance. Maybe negative seven. I'd give them a negative seven percent chance that the Dallas Cowboys compete for an NFC NFC Championship game. Zero point zero zero zero. Terrible. Fraudulent. They can beat every team they want by fifty. And that's, and that's what they do. They beat all these little guys by 75 points. Their defense gets four interceptions, seven pick sixes in every single game. And they, if that's what they want to do, they can go ahead and do that all the way to the bank. Take it all the way to the bank. But they are not going to beat the Eagles. They are not going to beat the 49ers. Okay. All right. What's No next? chance. What's next? Jags versus Texas. Ooh, this is a big game. This is a big game. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, you're the resident expert. The Jags have already beaten. uh, 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 The Texans Texans have already beaten the Jags this year. That's correct. So they win this game. They are in the driver's seat big time to be the champions of the AFC South. This is going to be down in Texas. C.J. Stroud. He's a one-point dog at home against the Jags. Mm -hmm. Trace? I'm a big believer in C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud, um, if you were to ask anybody, I think I would take C.J. Stroud over any quarterback that's not won an MVP MVP in the league. And I I think C.J. Stroud's going to win the MVP relatively soon. And if he wasn't, put it this way, if C.J. Stroud wasn't a rookie, I think more and more people would actually say that C.J. Stroud should be the MVP. It's just the fact that since he's a rookie, it's like this got this weird mystique about it. So – Saying all that, if you have the best quarterback, you usually win. I'm going to take the Texans. I think they're underrated. Simple as that. I was going to take the Texans if they were favored. But I think it's now a little – I don't I don't like take I, – I, I get in my head with this, Tom, and I'm looking at that spread. Jaguars minus one on the road. I don't think they should be favored in that game. And for that reason alone, I'll take the Jaguars to win. Yeah, I really – that backwards analysis? 
My eyes are spinning. I mean, I'm trying to, it's like a pinball machine. I mean, I, I'm like, I, just as you're trying to catch up, there's another bumper and there's yeah. another noise well, you know and there's another I, flipper and there's, I mean, it's like, you, you know, know, all that's going on at the yeah. same time. You know what my brain is? It's, you know, that monkey banging the cymbals. That's what, that's what's going on inside. That's what's going on inside my brain right now. Just a monkey banging symbols. That was it's, one of my favorite toys as a kid. Really? I, I could sit there for hours and watch that. Movie. <laughs> that's horrif That's a horrifying toy. It's that beautiful. toy scares me every time I look at it. It was that toy was in uh, Toy Story three, and that's the scariest part of the movie when that when that little monkey starts banging the symbols. But that's what's going on in my brain. No, Thomas the Train is the one that is the creeps. That is a little creep. I love that's Thomas the Train. Very creepy. I yeah, love Thomas the Train. Especially if you read Stephen King. Uh, that uh, Wizards in Glass uh, trilogy, uh, you, you won't be hanging out with Thomas the Train anymore. <laughs> Casey? What has the show become? Uh, We're trying to educate people a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Broaden their horizons, right? Get out of Mel Kuyper's draft list and read a little Stephen King. That's right. Right? Nothing wrong with that. That's right. <laughs> Both have some level of fantasy attached, so go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I like C.J. Stroud a lot. I think uh, I've been pretty much hammering home that he should be in the MVP conversation. I think lots of national media attention has brought this fact up. I think the Houston Texans are underrated. I think they have a really good roster. So I'm going with Texas here. I think they actually win the ball game. I think they win the AFC South. Is our internet out? No. Wi-Fi? No. Well, my, my screen is completely frozen up. Mine is not. As to what's going on around here. Uh, all right. Well, with that in mind, I am without a doubt going with uh, my main man, C.J. Stroud. End Sorry. of story. All right. We got two more games left. Second to last. Ravens versus Chargers. Ooh. 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 This is, you know, uh, there, there's chaos going on out there in, uh, in, in uh, Trace Fowler's land out there with his guy, um, yeah, it's tough Justin out there. Justin Herbert. It's tough out there, Tom. I think that, I don't know, the comments that were made the other day by uh, by Staley, they looked like a man that was getting fired. We played those on box lunch, and it's a situation now where um, you're going to find out what they're made of, as they say. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the cliche term to use here. You're going to find out what they're made of. The Chargers' backs up against the proverbial wall. Yep. If they don't win this game, season's over. So uh, I'm actually, because, you know, I'm just a stand for the Chargers. I think that they're better than what they've been playing. I'm going to just try them one more time. I'm going to go back to that well one more time. I'm going to take the Chargers. This will be the I'll take the points, though. I'll, you can, I'll gladly take the points. Okay. This will be the last game Brandon Staley coaches in the NFL. They will get blown out, and it will be the end. The, the, the press conference like that, that Trace alluded to, we played it on Box Lunch. Uh, that, was, that was the voice of a man who has lost all hope. That was, a, that was the voice of a man who is, who is venting his frustrations on the media. He has lost all hope in himself and the team. Uh, this will be the last game with him, with him uh, calling, calling plays for the Chargers. Okay, Baltimore, four-and-a-half-point road favorites case. Yeah, I think that the Ravens are a much better team. Um, the last time that these two played, actually the last three times they've played, Chargers have lost every single time. And it has not been pretty. So I'm, for that reason, going with the Ravens. Okay. I'm going with the Ravens, too. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. Top to bottom. Although now they're, you know, they're all of a sudden hitting now, but maybe all of a sudden the Andrews may not be done if they get to the playoffs. 
Hmm. Sniffing they around there. They need them. Steelers v. Bengalis. Pittsburgh is a one-point favorite coming into Paycor Stadium. It is the Jake, the Snake, Browning yes. era to begin, yes. at least for the next seven games, yes. we think. Trace? Bengals are going to smack them. I think the Bengals are going to be out to prove something, and they're going to prove that they're a pretty damn good football team with or without Joe Burrow. And uh, the Steelers are frauds mostly. That's kind of what my point is here. Okay. Um, I think the Bengals win by, uh, by more than one score. Wow. All right, fair Kenny, enough. Kenny Pickett is going to look like Joe Montana reincarnated on Sunday. Uh, I think it's going to be a massacre. I think the Steelers are going to blow us out. I don't think it'll be close. Jake, really? Jake blow Browning, them out? Jake Browning, Jake Browning is benched by the end of the third quarter. Uh, his stat line, 10 for 30, five interceptions. Hmm. 10 for 35 interceptions. It may be a bit of exaggeration. Nope. There, Nathan right? Peterman did it with the Buffalo Bills. He threw five interceptions before he was benched. Uh, he's going to rival Nathan Peterman. It's a tough defense. <laughs> it's a tough defense. Man. Tom, if you were a betting man, which we know you're not, if you were a betting man, and let's say, let's, let's, give, let's give Jake Browning a, a line of 220 passing yards over under. 220, I would say under. 200. But that doesn't mean they can't win the game. Okay, let's say, let me still give you 200. 200, I'd take the over. Okay, all right. Just want to I think you. the guy can sling it around. All right. All right, Case? Oh, man, I, I hate doing this. Oh, please don't tell me it's going to happen. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm picking the Steelers. Oh, oh no. Picking the Steelers. Oh, uh, no. It doesn't. the world is on the brink of the apocalypse. Now it's the all line, over. honestly, the line doesn't make sense. It's minus one Pittsburgh. I mean, they should be favored by a lot more. What? By a lot more than Casey. I I was having that same thought in my head. I thought the Bengals were going to be favored, in which case I would have taken the Bengals. But the Steelers being favored is it, by Here's only one pinball. point. It's, it's strange. It's strange to me. What, what is so strange about that? Tom, who are you picking? Let's do that first. I am picking the Bengals. I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to run the ball, run the ball well. I think they're going to have some play action, stuff under center. Um, even though the Bengals' defense is not any good, the Steelers' offense is not any good. Uh, so I think that, you know, is Hubbard playing this week? Uh, I don't know if he's playing. I think that he's making good progress, though, is what was Well, the, what we do know is, is, that, um, is, is that they won't have an injury report out until today, I think. Or tomorrow, forgive me. Until tomorrow. So we're not going to know anything about that. Um, I, I'm taking the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to roll them. Uh, Casey, what do you think the line should be? Uh, I thought that the line would be actually favored more in Pittsburgh. Like by, by what? Like, Four by and like, a half? By like three. Minus three, minus three and a half. But I, I just, you know, the fact that it's so close. If Joe Burrow is playing, what's the line? If Joe Burrow is playing, the line is like Cincinnati – Minus four and a half. Hmm. I think that's how much they don't value uh, Jake Browning, I guess. Okay. About touchdown. Okay. Well, is that it for the NFL? That's it. That's it. Okay. So we got all our picks in for the weekend. All right. Let's get right to it now. The last 10 minutes, we are dedicating last eight minutes to a, a mailbox. Mailbag. Mailbag. You want to start there and then yeah. go to our uh, – or should we end with mailbag? 
and go with our. No, we'll do. We can do mailbag for whatever's easier for Casey. I think yeah, Casey's Casey, got it. Casey, you ready. got it up and ready to go. I'm already. I right, don't confuse this with Harbaugh. I, w- I wouldn't dare. Wouldn't okay, dare think of go it. ahead. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. Tom loves that. I'm very proud of that bit. I love uh, that song. Another letter. It's a Thanksgiving special letter. Really? To, yeah. Today's mailbag comes from Sweet Little Grover. Sweet Little Grover from Mrs. Cleveland's class. Grover is a second grader from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Wow. Grover and his family play tackle football every Thanksgiving morning. Last year, Grover's dad clotheslined Grandpa Burt. <laughs> forcing the game-winning fumble. After a short trip to the ER and a concussion diagnosis, the family went home and cooked the most scrumptious Thanksgiving meal ever. Grover wants to ask you guys, what are some of your Thanksgiving traditions? How about that? How about that? Little Grover. That is really nice. Really, really nice. Yeah, okay. Some of my, some of my, some of my traditions it. are I, I watch football all day. And I'll watch the three games. We didn't pick the three games, so we actually I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you guys those options real quick. I don't like the quick. schedule at all this year. I hated it. I hated it. I is it like always it NFC all. teams? Is it always NFC teams? No, the the, the, the Cowboys like are all always on, and uh, and Lions. The, the Lions are always yeah. on. And this year the Lions are good, and it's too bad that they're playing with well, the Bears, right? Packers. Oh, the Packers. Uh, all right. Well, they same yeah, thing. Not Worse. All right. So it's so Packers Lions at twelve thirty. Yeah. Uh, seven and a half point spread. Who you got there? Lions. I'll take the Lions. Packers. Homer. <laughs> Lions. Uh, we got Cowboys Commanders. Cowboys favored by 11. Cowboys. I'll take Cowboys as well. Cowboys. I'll take the Commanders. All right. And then we end the night with 49ers Seahawks. 49ers at the Seahawks. Uh, it's, that, that'll actually be a pretty good game. It's a seven-point spread for the 49ers on the road. Well, they're talking about Geno coming back. He got hurt last week, remember. Yeah. Uh, he came back to finish the game. Uh, but they're saying he's going to play Thanksgiving. We'll see about that. Uh, I'm all about the Niners. I, I agree. I'm going to take the 49ers minus seven. If Geno plays, I think they cover. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. If Drew Locke plays, it's not. That's over. Uh, probably, yeah. But, I mean, the Niners got blasted by the Bengals, which keeps bringing me back to this. It makes me, I don't know. That tricks my brain a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. That's all for Grover. Oh, do you guys have any Thanksgiving traditions? I like how he asked the question. Did you see how, they, did you see how that went? Yeah. My man, he asked the mailbag question, gave us his tradition, asked us the picks. He's ready for the next segment, Tom. Well, no. I was, uh, do, you guys have a, do you have a tradition? Casey, do you have a tradition? Uh, we used to have lots of family traditions. Um, we have since not uh, done any since my late grandpa passed, but... Um, we used to go collect moss for uh, nativity scenes, and we used to do a family football game and things like that. But can we no, bring no, it back? Just, just, no just trips to the ER. Anything? No, like no that. trips to the ER. Nothing good, like that. Good, good. Can we bring good. it back, Casey? Can we bring back the football game? I'll, I'll sub. You'll sub. Yeah. You'll come down. Will you be all-time QB? Yeah, I'll be all-time QB. You guys still live Blanchester? Yeah. I'm, okay, I'll come down to Blanchester. I don't know where that is, but I'll find it. Um, good luck. I'll look for the hay. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I'll look for the hay and windmill. <laughs> Tradition? Fowler? No, not really. I, I, they're not really, not really that comes to mind. The only tradition that we did have until we 
kind of got lazy is that uh, on Saturday, just after Thanksgiving, we'd always go cut down a real tree. Wow, that's cool. That's what we do. Tree up. That's cool. We do it every that's Friday. Cool. That's cool. That's very cool. Tom? Uh, no, we really don't. Uh, it, I mean, th- th- this thing with my family now, with wife, kids, whole deal. We've been doing this thing in Chicago with our friends up there, the big Greek thing. I mean, it's like a... It, 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 Enlighten us on that a little it's bit, It's one Tom. of the great entertainment days in my life every single year because you've got... Everybody's related somehow or another in this whole room. There's like 70 Greeks in there. And uh, these families all from Chicago, uh, they are the best. The most loving, warm, fun outgoing people in the world and uh and we just have a great time so i can't wait we're driving up there tomorrow and then um we'll see luke's trying to talk me into ohio state and michigan saturday um okay so now we're going to finish things off our top five side we just gonna let you get off the hook like that i mean how in the world are there 70 greeks at this house yeah and there's there's only people that are allowed to come now are just basically Brennemans. Well, it's my, well, what, what happened? One of my best buddies, when I moved to Chicago, got the Cubs job. I started hanging out with a bunch of guys who were born and raised Chicago guys. We were all living in the city, all young, trying to start our careers and all sorts of stuff. So we're hanging out together all the time. And I've maintained very close friendships with about three of them. One of whom is, uh, is Greek last name Panos. And I got to know his family. We'd go out and celebrate. I had never heard of Greek Easter. We'd go out to his family's house for Greek Easter when I was there doing the Cubs games. Got to know his mom and dad really well, his sister, uh, the whole family. And so we just started doing this thing um, a number of years ago. And it's always a ball. So here we go. All right. Favorite sides. Right? Favorite sides. Let's go. Who's going first? Trace, do you want to go? Go ahead, Trace. And by the way, this is shout out to Casey. So my computer, everybody makes fun of my computer because Trace says it's like a Walmart brand computer. It's I, terrible. It's I, I couldn't figure it out. Casey saved the day. So this is redemption for the Jim Harbaugh clip, Tom. This was Casey who did this. All right, go ahead. <laughs> what? <laughs> redemption. That's just, a big just, word. Just, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything, Ellie. I just put, I just listed it up there. Well, Thanksgiving top. Well, he saved us. Thanksgiving <laughs> top five, Tom. Slow roasted turkey. I don't know if you've ever Who had is anyone. This? Is this yours? If you have you had any anyone that and, and by oh. slow roast, I mean like smoked. Have you ever had a smoked yes, turkey? Yes, very oh, good. Yes. That's uh, great. Elite. Uh, yep. I feel like that is the only. That's the closest I've ever been of considering going to get a smoker is when I've eaten some smoked turkey on Thanksgiving, and then that thought vanishes about an hour after I leave, and then I never go get a smoker. So. That's number one for me. Number two, sweet potato casserole. Solid. Uh, love me some sweet potatoes, especially when you just load it up with sugar and yep. you throw everything else Marshmallows. on Marshmallows. Yeah, you just yep. put the whole yep. thing on. Yep. I'm sure it's terrible for you, but I love it, so, so who cares? Uh, cream, corn, pudding. Ooh, that's good stuff. I don't stuff. know if you've ever had that, but um, but my, my grandmother, elite at making that. Mashed potatoes. I think... I got to be honest with you guys. There are some bad mashed potatoes out there, but luckily for me, at my Thanksgiving, the mashed potatoes are elite. And then baked rolls, I think that's slept on. I think that's a slept on um, part of the the dinner meal. If you don't have a nice, solid baked roll, for those that have never put like garlic salt with a little bit of salt on top of them before you put them in the oven, throw a little butter on top of it, sprinkle some garlic salt on top of that, throw it in the oven, and uh, thank me later. You don't have to do it on all of them. Just try it out on a couple and then... The next thing you know, it'll be on all of them after that. Dialed in. Dialed in. All right, my top five. This is a great list, Tom. 
Number one, mashed potatoes. Mm. I love mashed potatoes. Number two, apple pie. Certainly. I love a warm. Now, do you you eat your apple pie warm or cold? Warm a la mode, that is. Ah, I like that. I like that. I I, I eat it warm as well. Number three, turkey. Standard, standard turkey. Uh, Number four, sweet potatoes. I do love sweet, all potatoes, really. Shout out to potatoes. And number five, we have stuffing. I think stuffing is an underrated meal. I think it kind of goes, I think everybody, I think there's been like a trend where people don't like stuffing anymore. I think stuffing's great. Oh, man, are you kidding? All right, Case. Oh, mate, we're going, mate. Um, let's see here. Turkey. Yep. Love turkey. Love it with a little drizzling of some some gravy and then cranberry sauce. Not the... Uh, number two? Yeah, yeah. Oh, number process. two. Uh, I don't like the... I actual cranberry sauce, you know, the stuff where they actually throw in cranberries. I like the actual like jelly. Yeah. I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Rolls. I think that's pretty self-explanatory yeah, stuffing. I, I like stuffing too. Yes. That's a shame that it's going out of style and then corn. And then if I, I didn't put any desserts on here, but I love me some pumpkin pie. Love pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. Yeah. yeah. Pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin. Pumpkin pie. Uh, look, the only generation that is getting rid of stuffing is your generation. It's a shame. All right. That's the only generation, your generation. Yep. The 20-somethings. Yep. They're the only ones. All right. For me, that's why, having said that, stuffing numero uno. That's when it's a big league, When it's big league, there is nothing better than going stuffing, mashed potatoes, turkey, rolls, gravy. Right? Now, they're laughing at me about number five. You're asking, what is that? Yeah. Last night, we celebrated Thanksgiving with my mother-in-law, who is not going to Chicago with us. All right? And she made a side of collard greens. Now, I love collard greens. You got to have a little southerner in you to be colored, you know, to, to, have, to like collard greens. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and I love them. And uh, Martha, thank you for making them last night. They were unbelievable. I know that's not a normal, traditional kind of thing, at least up here in, um, in the heartland. Um, okay, guys, I think that's it. Um, you will be a, a family, everybody with family on Thanksgiving, everybody good? Both grandparents, yeah, I'm going to both sides, both sides of the family. Got Grandma and Grandpa Rearing, Grandma and Mama Pete. So that's what we got, Grandpa and Grandma Pete. Nice, Pete lovely. Pete and, and Rearing, we got both. <laughs> What's that? What's so funny? What's so funny? Nothing, nothing. Is something funny? No, it, it, the chat, uh, it, it never lets me down. Sooner or later, before I get out, somebody's got to do something. That... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. What is there to say? I, you're, yeah, you're with I, family. We host, we host Thanksgiving. Family. I got to be honest. This is a little bit of a stressful situation because you host Thanksgiving, which ultimately ends up being my wife being, you know, a, a little more um, on the on the higher end side of making sure everything's right, this, that, and the other. It just turns into not as much of an enjoyable experience as when you just go to other people's houses. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, her birthday, her birthday is on Friday. So, you know, then I got to try to make sure I don't drop the ball on that. So there's some, there's some uh, tough decisions that need to be made soon. Now I'm looking at FC prices for saturday which ultimately means if you spend the money to take your son to that then you got to justify it by doing something nice on friday for your wife for birthday so i gotta do some i gotta do some math here after this end of the show wow all right case you're with family you said that right yep couple different stops couple different couple different days yep right yep okay all right jolly jolly has a great question need top five bars to go to on wednesday night that's the night if you get back to your hometown they tell me 
That is the night. Wednesday night is the big night. So. That's what they say? Good luck. That's what they say. Champions. I'll be at champions. See you there, Tom. So you're going to be at champions tomorrow night and for the Ohio State game? Yep. Duble. Double feature. Hmm. What about up here in Hamilton? Uh, I, live, I live 45 minutes away. It would be unwise for me to come out here to a bar and maybe get stranded. I, mean, I guess I could get a ride from Lawnmower Man on the way back home. But that's, that would be it. I hope Lawnmower Man has a happy Thanksgiving. And I hope all of you do. It is a very stressful time frequently for families. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You know, you get Uncle John that wants to start talking politics. You got your mom or your dad that'll say something that'll embarrass you or your sister or, you know, whatever it might be. It can be very, very stressful. And I'm being serious when I say this for a lot of people. So I'm going to try to take my own advice and just take a deep breath. I'm going to let everything just sort of roll off my back, no matter what comes around. Because my dad will be doing everything he can to prod and push that button and try to get me all fired up about something. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. So we're going to have a great time. God bless you all. We have so much to be thankful for. We can't thank all of you enough for joining us on a regular basis on the show. So have a wonderful Thanksgiving. The best to all your friends and family. And we will see you Sunday, Sunday at 11 o'clock. Down on the banks, our first ever pregame show, Bengals v. Steelers. We'll be there at 11A right across from the Yard House, and we invite you to join us. So for all of us, sincerely, from the bottom of our hearts at Chatterbox Sports, happy Thanksgiving.